Warming up. It's warming up. Okay, come on, jazz hands. Kevin Dixie, there you go. It's it's just me and you, Kevin. Just me and you. It is what it is. The only only the badasses are here. Only the badasses. <laughs> we are live. This is episode 155 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. I hope you got your what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> uh you know, bullshit proof. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Anti-gunners. Go to hell, panties on tonight, because uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, man. It's been a crazy, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Uh, it feels like we're, we're we're going to hell in a handbasket here, man. Yeah, man. It seems like every time we think we know who all the um, the opposition is, somebody else says, "You know what? I think I'll join that side." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, really, really great. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about Daniel Defense um, on Friday. The uh, Daniel Defense put out a statement today. They they uh, walked that statement back. You know, we're going to talk about that. Um, plus, obviously, you know, we're still mad about what's going on here in Florida. Plus, the uh, president has, um, you know, decided to put in some more anti-gun things and directed the ATF. I believe that right now they're going to change the rules of what are, what machine guns are. So we got a lot of stuff coming at us to talk about here tonight. The fix Nick's bill, all kinds of craziness out there. So um, obviously it's just me and Kevin. What's going on, Kevin? Uh, not much, man. It's um, I'm sorry. My voice is a little hoarse, um, but it's, it's been it's been um, it's been interesting, man. I, I know the last few weeks for everybody has been a roller coaster um, for me and my own little bubble. Just trying to stay hip with everything. Um, and trying to have conversations that continuously enlighten people has been hard. I, I think that the, I don't know, man, it's, it's been interesting. I think that the, the industry as a whole, I think we kind of lost our roots. It's like we all need to sit around a campfire and remind people of what we're doing. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I say that's interesting. The one thing I hate to do, I'll bicker, I'll bite, and I'll fight with my brothers, you know, um, but I hate to actually watch them leave us. I don't like that. That leaves a very bad taste in my mouth, so. I don't know it's been it's been interesting. Absolutely. Um, well said. I, um, you know, I will uh, I will join you in that, man. It's been really weird and crazy. You know what? Let's go through here since it's Monday. It's free for all Monday. I don't know if you have anything to talk about. I know you emailed me something. Yeah. That that we're gonna definitely hit that. Let me go through the chat here and just shout out everyone in the chat. I want to remind you guys, please hit the thumbs ups. Jamon. Me thumbs up. Yeah, we need the thumbs ups. Oh, we got one of them already. That's nice. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're we've got over a hundred people watching. I think we can we can get to a hundred thumbs ups really quick. You guys can do it. We live here. We're like Popeye with the spinach, except we <laughs> need the thumbs ups. Um, you know, now some people have thumbs ups their butts, and they yeah. they are forgetting what they're supposed to be doing for the Second Amendment, like we said. So if you want a thumbs ups for that, <laughs> go ahead. Whatever floats your boat. But we need those thumbs ups. Let's uh, let's get it popping. Let's get it on and popping up in here. Let me see. Uh, Joe Carpenter was number one today. So shout out to him. You know, I don't know. Some people don't like when I say who was in there first. But listen, yeah. You got to give respect where respect is due. <laughs> so Joe Carpenter was in there first today. So shout out to him. Cody Phillips is in as well. Nico Sauer was in. He, um, you know, everyone's claiming their positions. <laughs> um, Nico Sauer says, what's up, my strange lions? How was everyone's weekend? How was your weekend, man? 
No, it was um, it was good, dude. I got one of those days that you just can't plan. It just has to happen. So Saturday, which I'm going to talk about, was awesome. I'm going to talk about um, um, a fellow um, of the class I did. You just have to. I'll, I'll tell you when we get going. Oh, okay, cool. So you had a cl- was a class this whole weekend or just Saturday? No, it was just Saturday. It was a real basic entry level class, and then Sunday. The, the, now I can't tell you about Sunday. The beautiful thing about Sunday is I got here. And I got to, I'll tell you what happened Saturday night. So it was an interesting weekend. But Sunday, um, I got up and I'm like, man, I literally can just stay in the house. So I like got <laughs> up and like cooked some food and walked around. Like, you know, you get up, do a chore and get back in the bed. <laughs> like I'll get up in an hour, do another chore and get back in the bed. So it was that right. kind of day. My family uh, left me for like, I don't know, half the day. So I was doing it in my, my birthday suit, having a good time, just walking around. You know, it was, it was kind of awesome. And, and, and then, feeling like a man. Yeah, feeling like a man, brother. And then um, they came back home and I wasn't free anymore. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know how that is. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I can't complain, man. It was good. And then Sunday evening was when I actually got a chance because um, a lot of guys from this chat and a lot of guys from all over the country, um, even the UK, uh, were sending me all these new things that were happening. Um, and so Sunday, I actually got a chance to kind of read through and catch myself up, digest, go on pages and and catch up, man. I got to gotta say for a great weekend and end it with kind of a term I am, man. I just couldn't believe all the stuff that was being said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of craziness. You'll, you'll fill us in on that, I'm sure. Um, let me see. Let's go through here. Let's try to get through the uh, the shout outs here. E-Rock, Michael Bender, um, Jolly Roger, USA says, hello, Strange Nation. Uh, good news on the two A front today. Trump will not back legislation to change the age to 21 for purchasing long guns after all. And fix Nick still includes national reciprocity. Eh. I think we should talk about that a little bit. I don't like the idea of these two things being uh, put together. Yeah, me either. And you know I, what? The fix next one is a slick one, too, man. It's a really sl- slick one. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. And when you put when you put these two things together, I think it's like what happened here in Florida. You have to be really, really careful of these bargaining things like, oh, let's give them this and then we'll get that. I would rather not get reciprocity than to get fix Nicks going in there at the same time because they're going to weaken reciprocity. That's what happened here in Florida with, you know, they they pretended that they're giving us uh, safer schools and the ability for teachers to be armed in the school. And then they totally diffused it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's useless. So what's the point of it? And that's why Republicans went for it. And I don't think they should do that. These bills should just stand on their own. You know, these guys are being lazy. Let everything stand or fall on its own. So, I mean, you know, yeah, that's, that's yeah, how I see that. <laughs> I'm with you. It's um, it's a little bit um, it's a little bit crazy, man. I think that a lot of people and that's what I mean when, when I put out that little uh, series, we the people. I think that we I don't know where and I'm talking about not me and you or the guys watching in chat. I'm talking about the country as a, co- a collectively. I think that we kind of lost our place in understanding what we're really doing. And when you when you rely on any person, but let alone somebody who literally trades things for a living like a politician, make no doubt about it. That's what they do. When you put your full faith in them um, and they get in a position where turning their back on you gains them something, they're going to do it. And then they know for gun owners, for our little community, some of we I will say this. We stay mad longer at companies than we do with politicians. Oh, yeah. Well, that shit is over. Yeah. Just like, oh, you know, if X and X company does something, whether, you know, right or wrong or indifferent, 
you know, we'll we'll remember. We still bring up what Ruger did, right? Mm-hmm. But these politicians can be free to do stuff now, and they're really showing us their faces. They can be free to do stuff, and because we don't stay politically engaged, come seven years, we'll be like, who? It'll take somebody to dig up a post and put it out to kind of sort of remind us. So yeah. I don't know, it's crazy. We, we put them in a position where they can feel comfortable betraying us because they know we have a short-term memory. Yeah, and, and we have to get it. We have to stop doing that. We have to pay attention to what's happening here, you know, mm-hmm. Um so let me see. I'm going to I'm going to keep going through just for the, for the sake of getting this done. T Bundy says, hello, strange friends. Um, Nico Sauer says, I won't be satisfied until Trump drops the rate increasing device ban. I won't be happy until they repeal the Hughes Amendment. And I won't stop fighting until we get all of our rights back. OK, okay. that's how you got to do it. And Joe Carpenter says, if you're on the fence, don't buy from Daniel Defense. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> rhyming tonight. <laughs> so there you go. We're going to talk about that. That's the first thing we're going to talk about. Uh, Patrick M um, says he agrees with Nico Sauer. He says that's what he's fighting for. The Tyvan Show is here. Jeremy Halmack is here. Uh, Boss Hogg is here. Chris Illog. Uh, Jess Diffin um, said uh, good turnout in Concord, New Hampshire this Saturday. Freedom. So that's good. I know there were some events going on around the country. So that's good. I heard from uh, James Ledger on that. I think he he went to he was going out to Georgia Friday night. So. Uh, Screaming Skull Saloon says, uh, what's up, familiar strangers? Peyton Taylor says, hey, y'all, I won't uh, I won't be active in the chat since I have to watch my phone, but I'll thumbs up and be watching if I have something I feel needs to say. I'll say it. So thank you for that, Peyton. We, you know, we appreciate it. We appreciate the thumbs ups. Let's see who else. Uh, let's go through here and try to get everyone. 33 Bravo. Says, evening, everyone. Question, maybe the group can help out with, I saw FN15 at my local gun store, and I'm considering picking it up. Anyone uh, have one? How's this reliability, craftsmanship, et cetera? FN15. Yeah. Well, that's that's like, you know, FN, that's what they're selling to the military now, right? Uh, yeah, that's always the civilian version of it. Yeah, it's a, yeah. FN, their tolerance is good. They take a lot of time um, to make sure that... Um, the coating on the gun is good. I mean, it runs. I wouldn't say it's like a supreme AR, but it is definitely a good AR. And you won't have any problems with it. If it's the right price, man, I, I will go for it. It's not a bad gun at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everyone's sending me messages. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Let's see who else is in here. Mike the WAP 00 said, I thumbs up before anyone told me to suck it. <laughs> so there you go. He's feeling feisty. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> he's like, I still got my lunch money from the third grade. Um, uh, Michael Bender says, how do stupid people become so successful? I don't get it. Um, OK, I always say this. I think there's two kinds of people you can break everyone down to. I know it sounds simplistic, but there's the accidental and there's the deliberate. And I think some people become successful accidentally. And some people become successful deliberately. So that's that's how these kind of things happen. And the people who accidentally fall into some things like winning the lottery, you know, you have a lot of money, you could ball out, (laughs) got lots of fancy cars and jewelry and strippers and whatever it is that means something to you. But it doesn't last long and you don't really understand what you're doing versus the person who built that up day by day. And even when they get there and they're successful, they keep they they work harder now. Right. Because they understand how much more important it is. And um, I don't know if he's talking about companies 
but I think you could put everything in this light that when you build a company and you're very successful, you now have a responsibility to work harder, yeah. you know, and think about everything you do and maybe, you know, think about who your advisors are, who are telling you to do stuff. So we're going to get into that. Uh, Boss Hog says it's Monday and someone is bombing people in Austin. Yeah, that's the one I sent you. Yeah, that's what you wanted to talk about. Oh, man. We can definitely start with Daniel. I mean, whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go through all of that. There's a lot of stuff. First of all, Monday, the freaking daylight savings bullshit. <laughs> I'm really not happy about daylight savings. <laughs> man, it's really what's supposed to be like uh, five o'clock right now. Yeah, I'm really over this this nonsense. So, uh, by the way, we got 200 people. Don't know how many thumbs ups we have, but I think we can get 200 thumbs ups, people. 149. Let's keep it coming. We could do 200. I've seen the 200 and we will get there together. <laughs> okay, I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Uh, Rising Tides Outdoors says, what's up, hashtag party people? Um, uh, Tyvon Show says, Mac posted a crybaby letter from Daniel Defense on Facebook. And Mac is <laughs> relentless, man. <laughs> Mac is, I tell you what, you can, even if you disagree with everything he says, let's say if you just totally disagree with everything comes out of his mouth, you can't help but watch and read and all. Like, yeah. Wow. Mac, like, yeah. Mac um, runs on <laughs> ferocity <laughs> and, um, you know, passion. And fumes. <laughs> one guy uh, went on my Instagram a couple few weeks ago and said, uh, and I, he was being funny. It was all in good spirits. He was like, wow, I found the black Mac. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was like, wow. And he just went on to have a nice comment. But yeah, I was like, man, well, any comparison to Mac is always good. That dude, absolutely, driven, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I always thought I was the black Mac, but. Well, you know. Yeah. You know, you got to You got to get. Well, it up. you know what? I'll just have to settle for being. I think I'm like the black Puffy. Buffy. Puffy. Puffy. Yeah. You know, Puffy. Sean. Sean P. Diddy. Huh? I thought he was already black. Oh, OK. I'll <laughs> be like um, I'll be the black Michael Jackson. That was a low blow, Hank. Oh, OK. Oh. How, about, <laughs> how about the black Eddie Murphy? Can I be the black Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy is already black. OK. Can I be the black Charlie Murphy? Charlie Murphy is already black as well. Oh, damn it. He rest in peace. <laughs> yes. One of my favorite people, man. Yeah, I love, Charlie Mack is. I love people. Charlie Murphy. Come on now. Come on. Dude. <laughs> oh, there goes Rick James stories. And you know a story that goes overlooked all the time is the Prince skit. The Prince skit. Oh. This is funny. is the Eddie Murphy skit. And a lot of people overlook it. But man, yeah, that dude. Yeah. yeah don't look. Don't look Prince in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie man, Murphy. That's like the best brother in the world, man. The best brother in the world. He, he was one. He was an awesome dude. He he was evil. He was evil looking. I'm not saying he was evil, but, you know, it's like Eddie Murphy had a good backup. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like oh. you'd be you'd be scared to mess with. I, I know they could both handle themselves, but damn. Could yeah. you imagine? Could you imagine being a kid on the street and you get into like a, a joning contest with them? Can you imagine standing outside at 12 and one of them's 10 and are just talking about you so bad? <laughs> like There's nothing you can do. but take it. <laughs> it would be entertaining. Uh, I wish back then people had cell phones so we could see that shit. Ah, that would have been classic. We Hilarious. could see the results of it. Yeah. So Jeremy Helmick says, I got an email from GOA saying the House may try to add fix next to the omnibus bill, which is a must pass government spending bill. I would not put that past them. So LB Louis Cypher is here. Vanessa Kitty is here. Um, let's see. 
Let's see who else I missed here. Uh, Brian Quick says he's first somewhere. <laughs> he's first somewhere on some coast, maybe in Australia. Uh, Brian Quick is first. So um, uh, Rising Tides Outdoor says they're only apologizing because of fear of being shut down, not because they are actually sorry. It's like a cheetah saying sorry because they got caught, not because they mean it. I'm sure he's um, referring to Daniel Defense there. So let's see. Amorphous says, hey, everyone. Um, let's see if we can, we can go through here really quick. Um, Amorphous says, adopting my first ever dog as an adult from the shelter tomorrow morning. So I'm excited. That's, oh, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Moobut is also in here. Outside of 503, Recall Junkie 1981, Josh Benware. Um, let's see. Sid1026, Andrew Thomas, Chris Bolas, Richard Hughes, Mark Wagner, Bill Butcher. And uh, let's see. Kentucky Firearms Network says, what's going on, peeps? Magnum Boys says, what's up? There's lots of new people in here. Joe Guzman. Um, uh, Recall Junkie 1981 says, I left Dickless Denial a very nasty message on Facebook. You and everybody else. Mm. Probably only, the only person who didn't leave a message is probably Kevin Dixie. Kevin Dixie probably left a very professional message, right? You, you know what? So if I can, if I can be honest and I'm trying to stop fidgeting, I just got a, I just got a personal trainer today and I'm, I'm paying for it. So forgive me if I get to fidgeting around. Um, but uh, Daniel, because, and I don't know him personally, I've been in the same sphere as him. Mm -hmm. So before I, cause I was, I was definitely going to say something like on the Facebook page, you know, Especially when I went on there and saw the strange guy had left something. I'm like, well, I can't join the party. Um, uh -huh. And I, I went on there and I was going to say something. I was like, no, nah, you know what? Let me let me be respectful because I, I, I can reach him if I want it. So I was like, today, I was going to like send a message to the guy that I know knows him personally and see if not that I need to talk to him. He owes me a personal conversation. But like, is he sorry? Is he going to retract this before I say something? And before I could even do that, like... You know, he already put out a statement because I, I wanted to I wanted to believe in my heart that we we couldn't. I mean, that's a that's a heavy hit like Daniel Defense. And I know a lot of people came out like trashing their product. I'm not going to do that. We know they make a quality product. So it hurts even more that one of the staples of the industry will release a statement um, like that. So the fact he retracted it, I still have to absorb that and see how I feel. But I'm definitely not with the fact that he will let that come out of his mouth. I don't you know, I don't know why. You know, as me and you had talked about before, just, you know, understand that you represent the Second Amendment and not because you should, because you can be anybody and represent anything. But the fact that your livelihood is off of our backs, you know, we buy your product, we shoot things like yours. Yours is top of the line, definitely top five that people consider. So why would you then turn your back on us and putting out a retraction statement? We can look at that from two different ways. Right. You put out a retraction statement. So you said you're sorry when you. In general, when a person screws up, the only thing they can do is apologize. Right. right. And you have to respect that. You have to. So, you have uh, to someone who, who um, and they did this re relatively quickly, right, within 48 hours, mm -hmm. to stand up and say, look, we messed up. We back off of that 100% and then reaffirm whatever. You have to give them some kind of credit for that, which I'll read the letter here in a sec. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think that, um, are you about to read it now? Uh, you, you know what? Let's jump in and read it right now. Um, anyone who I missed in the shout out or whatever, let me know. You know, if you need a shout out, I will still shout you out. But I think we should probably get to it instead of beating around the bush. Let's uh, let me see. Let me hit it up here. Where is it? 
Where is it? Okay, here we go. All right. So manufacturing, they sent a picture in the email that I got, and it's a picture of their new building, I guess, with mm -hmm. some flags like don't tread on me. And, uh, and, uh, and I see the American flag and it says manufacturing freedom. So I guess that's their slogan. It says, friends, first and foremost, let me say that I have heard your voices. I put out a statement on Friday supporting Senate Bill S-2135, also known as the Fix Nix Act. I have received overwhelming feedback since putting out the statement, which has brought to my attention that there are significant and justified concerns regarding this bill. I can no longer in good conscience put my support behind S-2135. I released the original statement because I believe there was an uh, it was the best option available at this time to hold back the continued attacks on the Second Amendment and the erosion of our rights. I was wrong. Let me be very clear. My life's work is to protect an individual's right to keep and bear arms by holding our lawmakers accountable to the Second Amendment. I believe that all firearms laws that limit the rights of law-abiding citizens are unconstitutional. I will never support any legislation which infringes on any individual rights and could potentially subvert due process. Myself, my family, and Daniel Defense love and serve our veterans every day. I would never support a legislative measure which would strip them of their rights based on their history of service and sacrifice. And then he goes on to say, thank you to everyone who reached out and voiced your concerns. You are a motivated and passionate group of people, which I am proud to call my peers, my friends, and my family. We are all united in one fight, the fight to support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. I will never turn my back on you. I stand with you, and I'm ready to continue to fight for our rights. And it's signed, Marty Daniels. What do you think? I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of back to the point. Hey, it, it was a real well-written apology. It really was. Um, I think he gave as, as, I would say he gave as much thought into the apology, probably more. Oh, there is, there is baby face. Look at baby face. Hello. He gave, um, he get, don't, don't interrupt me while I'm talking with your childish face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you just wake up? Oh, right. <laughs> Oh, he's not saying no, he's not listening to us. Yeah, I can hear I you guys. No I, I'm yeah. trying not to interrupt Kevin with my baby face. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're just talking about Mr. Marty Daniels' apology. Yeah, did you see the letter? No, no, I haven't. I there's, a new, there's a new letter. Uh, go look on Mac's uh Facebook page, you'll see it. Okay, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 fine, guys. I think that, um, he, I, I think that they put just as much energy into writing apologies, probably he put into writing the original letter. Obviously, he didn't, he wasn't thinking clearly the first time. Um, I, I would say that I think the apology is acceptable, but you still can't be trusted because it's, it's not, and I'm not, I'm not calling for a boycott of the products or anything like that, but man, that was a, that was a big swing and that hurt. Um, so although you apologize, it doesn't mean the sting goes away. It doesn't mean that I don't know that you punched me in the face, you know, the hurt's still there. Um, so I would treat him just like we treat any, uh, politician, like we're going to have to monitor you, man. And we're going to have to watch you now for each individual. If you choose as a free individual to say, you know what? I don't care what KD says. I don't care what Hank says. I don't care what Marty Daniel says. I'm not buying his product. Hey man, I totally get it. Like I'm not, I can't be mad at you because you make that decision because we hold on. If you do the opposite, right? Even if you do yeah, the opposite, if you're like, Oh, now I'll go back to buying their stuff. If I see you with a DD range, I'm not going to like take a picture and make fun of you either. Oh, yeah, man. it's cool. I mean, you got to make your own decisions. I, I I do think that we also have to be careful 
And I'm not saying forgive them or don't forgive them. That's not my point here. But we have to be careful about weakening ourselves as well, because sometimes you just use you need to use people. Hey, right now we need all the strength we can get, even if I got to watch you closely. Um, we need all the people on our side we can get, whether they're wishy-washy, all the way with us or something. We got to watch them. But we can't just toss away a huge company like that if they're apologizing. Uh, because what if we bark at him for not apologizing and he goes back? Right. And he mm-hmm. starts throwing his millions of dollars behind supporting the bill. Now, that could be risky, too. So it's a game, man. You got to balance it out. Yeah, yeah I think, I, think um, um, I, I, I tend to, to agree. agree. I don't know getting the feedback here. But yeah, so I, um, I I think I agree with you on that, that they did come out. They apologized. I I would remain neutral now with them or go back to a neutral position with these guys. What's up, Lola? Finish your comment. Um, okay, so Judd Miller says, why would we let Daniel Defense get away with this when we continue to hold Springfield's feet to the fire? You know, that's why I'm saying I think we should be neutral. I think they did something. They they rushed into it. They didn't think about us. However, they have retracted that. And like what you're alluding to that I think is really important. We have so much stuff coming at us right now. Yeah. We don't have time to like still stay there chastising Daniel Defense and then forget that there's even worse shit. I mean, the ATF is is going to very shortly here, you know, make not just bump stocks, but anything that changes the rate of fire, basically a machine gun. That's what yeah. we're looking at. This, that's why I wore my, my rate increasing uh, shirt today. Yeah, Gil Gosley. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. Look, I'm, we're living in a state where they did this, and it's insane. It's insane what they've done because pretty much everyone in this state, including law enforcement, you know, police officers, are now in violation of that. Or whenever it goes into effect, October, I don't think. October. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it's in effect yeah. yet. Did the age part of it go into effect already? No, everything starts October first. Yeah, so I know there's some rumors out there. So, I mean, I know people want to be mad and like let's keep beating up Daniel Defense, and I I'm neutral with them. I I wouldn't do anything to uh, support them or push their products or. I'm not gonna say like, hey, these guys are awesome or anything like that. We just don't have time to stay here. You know, telling them how terrible they are when there's other worse stuff going on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really what I feel about it. Babyface, you have you did you read the letter? Yeah i I wonder what made him go back on it. I mean, obviously the overwhelming negative negativity. He had to take notice of that, so um, that was one thing. But I wonder if he actually sat down and read through the bill, or if it was just a PR move. I. Uh, that's a good question. You know, it's weird, right? Because we're talking, we're talking about whether, remember, I've been saying like companies should come out and say whether or not they support the Second Amendment. And then there's a lot of people like, you're crazy. Why do you think companies should come out and say they support the Second Amendment? I think they try to come out and do something, but maybe they didn't really think about what they were trying to do. And they yeah. were trying to negotiate. We can't, I think it's been proven over and over again. You can't negotiate when it comes to the Second Amendment. What are you supposed to negotiate? Yep. It says shall not be infringed. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. you. Know, so yeah. anything that you put in front of me being able to defend myself with a firearm is infringement. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, too, that when, when companies and we're talking about, you know, any two way company, I think what, what what guys have to realize is this. When you are whether you do it intentionally or not, when you are siding with the with the, the opposition, if you will, when you're siding with something that benefits them, it's it's real simple. It's like business one on one. They're not buying your stuff anyway. 
Mm-hmm. Like they are not going to buy your stuff. You know, yeah. uh, we're the guys that are going to buy your stuff. So if you had to make a decision for even the sake of business, you know, it'd be different if you were if you were dealing with uh, two groups of gun owners and we're arguing about if a rail is dangerous or not because it's been collapsing under pressure, something like that. And then you say, hey, guys, I feel this rail is dangerous. So because of that, we're going to redefine it, put it back out. Then you get to two sides arguing. You know, that's one thing. But when you're talking about involuntarily supporting the side of a group of people that don't believe that you should even exist. Like that's like, it's, it's really suicide. Like they don't want you to exist anyway. So what are you going to do? You can't all of a sudden start making Daniel, I guess you can melt them down and make something else, but we want our companies to believe in us and we want to believe in them. You know, it, it does, it does mean uh, nothing but good pleasure when gun owners uh, and I'm one of them start teasing each other. Like you can be walking with an awesome rifle. So let's pick a BCM and let's let's take a Daniel defense and see you at the range. And I'll tell you that your BCM is a piece of crap. I know your BCM is not a piece of crap, but it's fun to tease each other like that. Right. Yeah. It's just fun to, to poke fun at each other and have a good time knowing I probably got three BCMs at the house myself. Um, yeah. And that's fun. But it's no fun when the guys that we want to support and we want to, you know, rass a little bit say, hey, guys, I, I, I probably believe that you guys need to be a little bit more limited with even my stuff. That's not. That's not fun. And I'm glad he apologized, man. But like X products, like you guys, you can't look, man, Jesus, you you put us in a position to where we have to turn and fight you while we're getting punched in the back of the head from the yeah. people that don't want us to have the freedoms in the first place. So that's to Hank's point. We have to with this one. He did apologize. So we need to watch him. But at the same time, man, we got so much. I, I think um, Sam uh, Fortune Freedom put up today a post. And I just said in the post simply like. We have never been attacked. Everybody's like, this is the worst attack in history. I don't even see it that way. I say this is the most strategic attack in history. They are literally coming from every single angle. They've watched how we've defeated them in the past, and they are they are really methodical this time. Mm-hmm. It's not even blatant. And it's, it's happening like, fast, man. I mean, it's already said and done here in Florida. Right now, we we can still fight it legally. We can We can try to do things, but it's pretty much said and done here. And in and, and less than three weeks. So I think you're talking about H.R. 5103 that um, Sam was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw this baby face. Uh, here, let me see. I, could sh- I should probably try H.R. to. H.R. 5103? Yeah. So okay. um, <laughs> you're going to have to read it here. Let me. Um, here, the gonna... Gun Violence and Safe Communities Act of 2018. I'm going to put it in the chat um, the way that I and then I'm going to put it here in the chat so folks can see it. Oh, of course, this comes from a Democrat in Illinois. Does that surprise anybody? Yeah. So basically what they want to do is up the prices. If I'm if I'm looking at the right thing, they want to up all the the um, the the uh, taxes. What? So, so you're trying to price this out of the market? Yeah, they want to um, the any other thing. They want it to go from five to fifty. I what? Think, Are you kidding me? Yeah, they want uh, the $200 tax stamp to go from 200 to 500 There's a bunch of things in here, man. To amend so, the Internal Revenues Code of 1986 to increase the excise tax and special occupation tax in respect of firearms and to increase the transfer tax on any other weapon for any other purposes. Are you kidding right now? Yeah. When was and, this introduced? Today? Um, February 27th. Yeah, yeah. This needs to die real fast. 
there's a lot of stuff coming at us and people think, oh, no, everything's good. We don't have to get mad. They're just going after bump stocks. No. Who cares? You know, there's lots of stuff coming at us here. This would be, I mean, 200 bucks is, listen, think about what $200 with suppressors and SBRs has done. Not everyone's doing it. 500 bucks, that's going to cut that in half. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's taxing you. That is discrimination. Okay. That's financial discrimination against you from being able to do something that the Constitution provides for you to be able to do. These guys are going to get in the way of it to, to make to get more money out of us. You know, there's lots of stuff like this coming at us every day. And it's it, like we, we can't even see all of it. Striking through 500 and inserting 50 percent of the dollar amount of applicable under paragraph, blah, blah, blah. 50 percent. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and there's something they're changing from. Um, I believe there's something in there that they're changing from a thousand to two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> this is so. Like, I'm telling you. So a five dollar any AOW would become a hundred bucks. A two hundred dollar yep. suppressor would become a five hundred dollar tax. Oh, this is insane. Talk about going after. You know, um, they always say that they're for the the poorer communities or whatnot but like this is specifically would go after i would say poor black communities 100 percent, or poor hispanic communities or anything like that anybody that doesn't have the money to afford a gun oh we're just going to price you right out of the market yeah i think it's i think it's a lot more than that i mean right now at this point do, do you remember do you remember like back in the olden days when everyone was saying that suppressors are going to come off the nfa oh yeah Does, i remember that yeah. Does anyone's ask? I would like to know the person out there who really, really, really believes that suppressors are still coming off the NFA. It's never going to happen. But the government is planning on making more money out of this shit. Yeah. You know, and if, if it's things aren't bad enough, I'm telling you, it's going to cut that market. Whatever market exists, it's killing it. If yeah. that law goes into effect, that market's done. OK. And and the thing about the industry that is blowing my mind is that most people in most companies don't have shit to say about this. They need they're to not just... up in arms. They're not pushing back. <sighs> this is just unbelievable. Yeah. So and, and um, that's something that Sam from Fortune Freedom caught. Um, I know I saw it today. When did you see it, Kevin? Was it over the weekend? Um, um, I think I saw it. It might have been one of the things I read on Sunday. And then Sam, yeah, and I think today is when Sam actually put it out on uh, Instagram. It, I was just like, it has a, here it is, yeah. HR 5103, 20% federal tax on guns, 50% tax on ammo. Can you imagine how many people are going to start reloading? Yeah, but you know what's crazy? You would normally, and this isn't the first time they tried something like that, though. And you know, you would normally, first of all, I agree with Babyface's uh, statement earlier. Um, and second of all, you normally would laugh at them like we're going to do what we do to beat you. We're not going to take you lightly, but ha ha, you're not going to win. Now, the way people are acting, Republicans, gun companies. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't even blame them for trying because you don't know what kind of response you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are incredibly apathetic. We're not the only ones that see it. These Isn't guys it? are these guys see all of this and they know people are apathetic right now and aren't getting mad about this. They're not pushing back. Everyone's like, oh, I don't. People are still saying they don't care about bump stocks. People still think that the NRA opening up this door was some kind of next level chess. OK, I get it. The NRA uh, is contesting what's going on here in Florida. I get it. But they opened this door to this. Yes. 
You know, they made politicians here feel like they would have a, some kind of standing, some kind of grounds in order to do this. And now, as everyone was saying, as as crazy as Yankee Marshall is, I'm sure right now he's going, I told you all so. <laughs> I guarantee you that right now, because this is what he was saying, that they're creating the problem so that they could step in there and fix it. This is uh, was, my, was that a good Yankee Marshall impersonation? It's just as crazy to me that the left, uh, especially here, the left is always the one saying that there's so much inequality in the world. We should right the inequality. There's so big a difference between the the wealthy and the poor. And then they go out and put some BS like this on the out there saying, "Oh, if you want to protect yourself, you have to be wealthy." Basically, is what that is. Yeah, you need but- to be well off to be able to afford to protect yourself. Yeah, but they're going to come at us in every single way, man. This is, th- let me tell you, <laughs> I know, I know people are going to get really mad at this, but I seriously wish that we were still in the days when Obama was in the White House it, because it was, no one is fucking mad right now. Because, yeah, this would never this would never go through. This wouldn't even yeah. be thought about because it would be instantly be fought off yeah. by conservatives and Republicans. Yeah. For some reason, we have Trump in the White House and everyone's like, no, no, he, Trump is Trump. He, he's playing him. <laughs> he's tricking them. This is like, this is a ruse. This is next level. We we just don't understand. This is how he gets down. This is how he negotiates. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. This is not negotiations. This is, I am going to take these things from you guys. Like it or not, this is coming at you. You know, he's he's directing the ATF to, to change. Um, let me see. I'm going to, let me pull up. Let me pull up uh, what's going on here with this. So the so this was like I think this was yesterday or something like that. Breaking news: DOJ moves to reclassify bump stocks as machine guns. The That's, Department of it's insane. Uh, it does not follow their their definition of a machine gun. We knew this was coming though. When yeah. The, yes. When, when everyone said when the when the NRA told the the um, the ATF to go back and think about this. And when the president and everyone else said, you guys should go back. Like, what makes you think they're going to go, oh, wait, everyone wants us to go back and, and make some rules here. No, yeah, we're just going to tell them that, no, this is all good. Don't worry about it. Nope. You know, they went and made rules. Yep. So the Department of Justice has announced it's seeking to reclassify rifles fitted with bump stocks as machine guns. This would see the wording of the National Firearms Act and Gun Control Act amend to include bump stock type devices. (laughs) This is what no one understands. The decision comes in the wake of the shooting in Las Vegas and Florida, although the Florida shooter did not have a bump stock. Over the past couple of months, a number of prominent bodies, including the NSSF, Sammy and the NRA have signaled their acceptance of the need to review the law. Seriously, dudes. You know what I I, I really think happened now? um, And look, I got a, and it's no secret that I have a ton of friends at the NRA, but this is what I believe happened. I believe that, I mean, it's on the website. It's not like it's public. It's like secret from the public. The the whole statement about the reviewing the bump stock bill and those things. I think disagree or not, I think that something was said in the motion after Vegas, nobody knew Florida was going to happen. And it took off and went further than anyone could ever imagine. And so now it's the, I thought I was setting some emotion and it went way too far. And now we're trying to pull back and fix it. And, but it's so, it, it was a, it was a crack in the door and I would just burst it open and Florida didn't help it. It probably would have went bad anyway, 
But the massacre in Florida didn't help it. And now everything is spiraling out of control. And I think that because a, a voice that large um, said something, then it gave courage to other companies to start saying things. Yeah. Um, and I think now everybody's trying to pull back and say, OK, OK, OK. You know, this game is going too far. Um, but we have to no matter what happens from this time in history. Obviously, we're going to fight. We're going to do what we need to do. But this needs to be a huge, big, tremendous learning lesson for us. Either we're going to be all in and I'm talking about everybody. Either we're going to be all in or we're not. There is no middle ground. Um, and simply because you see what happens when we try to say, not us as collectively, but when representatives, if you will, of us being gun owners, tries to say, hey, we can talk a little. They're like, oh, you want to talk a little? Okay. And they just start. So if nothing else, we've seen it right now in our lifetime. You know, the guys that are 21 to the guys that are 61 who, who've seen it before. But now it's right in front of your face. If you try to talk to them just a little, just a little, I'll give you a little bit of your bump stock. Just a little. They want everything. Nope, we want that. Anything else that makes the gun shoot fast, even though we can't tell you what it is. So we're just going to redefine what shooting fast is. Yeah. Um, we want your money. We want your companies to go out of business. Uh, and we want your apologies. And we want you to say the blood of the children is on your hands. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to come after all your semi-automatics. Um, yeah. And if you do that, then we will consider being your friends. Come on, man. It's We've seen it live and in action. There's no negotiating. I do believe in talking, though. And, you know, I believe in having conversations. Now, I will say this for everybody out there. Your voice is just as powerful as mine. It's just as powerful as Hank's. It's just as powerful as Tim's. Right. That's why we keep saying, guys, get out there and talk. Be very careful how you are interacting with people that are what you consider to be on the opposite side. I'm not even talking about gun companies. I'm talking about your local politicians all the way down to the guy at the barbershop that doesn't like guns. You have to be very careful with the way you're interacting with them, because if you come off angry and yelling, they're going to use that as fuel for the fire. If you come off as understanding and a person that can use rationale and debate, they can disagree with you, but they can't call you a fool. They can't just say, oh, you're just about your flag and your guns. If you come up with reasons to articulately debate them, that's going to work better than yelling and hollering at them, because if you do, all you're doing is proving their point. Look, these guys are irrational. They don't know how to talk. So. Be passionate, I mean, stand for what you mean, but be careful. It, it's easy. It's fairly easy to debunk anything anti-gun. Yep. Fairly easy, especially when it comes to somebody saying that things need to be banned because of what happened in Florida. It's fairly simple to look, point it out and be like, look, they didn't do what they needed to do. Everybody failed. Why do we need to be punished for that? Um, there, but yeah, there's no reason to yell and carry on because it want to get you nowhere. And two, it makes you look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, some people, um, it, it doesn't even matter to some people. I was talking, you were talking about the barbershop, and I always- There are people that. Yeah, yeah, you have to, that's another thing is you have to realize that there are people who don't care. They flat out don't care about logic, um, and you're never going to change their mind. And there's no point in trying on those individuals, because yeah. you honestly will never change their opinion on it. Yeah, I, I ran into a young guy in the barbershop that's from another country, and uh, he has a whole bunch of guns. He has AKs and all of that. And he's still willing to give them up. Yeah. He's still, I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah. Why do I, you know, why would like, why do I even have to tell you something? Yeah. You come from a country where you can't have these things. You know what that equals. You're here in America and you have it. And you think that somehow, you know, you, 
like you don't want to give it up. You don't want anyone to take it from you, but you, but you somehow think that this is all rational what's happening. I just got a message from someone, um, I'm not going to mention his name, just, you know, so that no one goes and jumps all over him. He says, I'm watching you right now in your program. And you say that uh, people are not angry. I am very, very angry. I'm a patriot. I'm very angry. Uh, this is not just my rights, but um, uh, it's my son's rights and his kids that they're fighting against um, taking away from us. I'm also on YouTube, he says. He's on YouTube. Uh, so uh, and he says on YouTube, he's led Slinger 70, uh, 721. So that I'll give up. So the thing is, is that, you know, I know there's people out there and I know that they're, you know, they're angry. I know when we are not alone, but there's not enough people that are looking at this and really realizing what this is, that, you know, we've already lost so much. We're going to lose more and they're going to keep just piling stuff on. It's and, never going to end. Yeah. They this, get paid to do this full time. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then what happens? So you allow all of this to happen. It happens under Trump. What happens when that uh, pendulum swings the other way and you get someone else in there and you already allowed this? And then that person just starts signing executive orders, doing more stuff. You know, what happens if you get like Democrats all up in there? You know, this is a trap. No matter no matter which side we go on, we're surrounded like the Democrats want to take it away from us. Republicans want to give it up. You know, and the only thing to do is to is to let them know, like, hey, we are still watching you. Yeah, we're not we're not um, sleeping here. We're aware of what you're doing and we're not going to allow it. OK, because ultimately we just like this happened in two weeks. Someone might think, oh, and maybe in 20 years or something like that. And I won't be here. They could change all of this. and We don't have guns. No, if they could do this in Florida in two weeks, in less than two years, they could take guns away from people in America. Mm -hmm. effectively when you combine the fact of you know all these new taxes and then you can't do this thing you can't modify it you can't do that you can't do that effectively you can't do anything yeah you can't have anything you know the the atf a year ago would have told you that a bump stock or a binary trigger or something like that is not a machine gun you pull the trigger it fires once that's one action. You release it, it fires again. That's another action. A machine gun is you pull the trigger, hold it, it keeps firing until it's empty. Now they're going to reclassify that. Just think about that for a second. They're going to reclassify that. Do you really think it ends there? Do you think that after they reclassify it, they just go, oh, that's it? At some point, they're going to say, you know what? One round a second, that's just too damn fast. Hmm. Right. Yeah, one absolutely. round a minute. One round a minute is too damn fast. Where do you think where do you think all that winds up? Where do you think that leads to? You know, that's what's going on here. This is what people are allowing to happen. So. Um, you know, I know that. Uh, OK, Lola's sending me this thing about Trump yeah, backing off the age thing. He's he's backpedaling a little bit, but I still it. Yeah, but we that became that that got signed into law in Florida. Yeah. How do you think how do you think all these guys jumped on that and did that here in Florida? How do you think that was done? Okay, because Trump was for it and 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 now it's happened. It's happened in Florida. So if you live here, that's something that we have to deal with. Yeah. And we have to try to dismantle. You know, don't think that they're not going to go about this in other ways, people. 
That's what I'm telling you. These guys are going to come for everything. And then when we get mad and we push back on it and we go, hell no, there's no way in hell that we're going to that we're going to do that. Then that's the only thing that we have left except the worst option and the worst option. None of us went in that. Okay, that's the last thing that we all want to get into, but that's where we're headed to in America. So, all right. um, Did we lose Kevin? I don't know. Did we? No, he's muted. He's muted. Oh, he's okay. Muted. Uh, he probably disappeared yeah. for a minute. Right. Um, here's oh, an article it. from NBC News from today, March 12th, 6.28 p.m. Just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, openly admitting, openly saying that gun confiscation is a good thing, basically. And oh, Australia, yeah. uh, basically, so Australian gun law stops 16 mass shootings, something, something, new calculation show. An Australian program to buy back firearms and tighten rules in the gun ownership has pre- uh, prevented an estimated 16 mass shootings over two decades, researchers reported on Monday. Um, without reading any more into it, my guess is that they're saying that, oh, confiscation is a good idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you, That's you insane. Know, that it has moved to that level in my mind. Okay. Draw, draw out the plan for that. For the people that agree with that, I want, I want them to say, okay, we're going to – we have reached a point in 10 years we are going to confiscate guns. Could you imagine? I want well, you to draw out the execution. I, I would say this to you, my friend. And by the way, I want we've got like over 300 people watching. So I would encourage everyone to thumbs ups. I think we thumbs can hit ups. three. I think we can hit three. We can, you know, hashtag thumbs up, damn it. I think <laughs> we can hit 300. I would say this to you. Most people, most people, at least 75% of people will do it voluntarily. Yeah. Huh? Okay. I could tell you something right now. My, um, I heard over the weekend that the, that my local police department, people have already been calling them saying, what are we supposed to do with our bump fire stocks? We're ready to turn them in. Jesus Christ. Okay. And the sheriff was like, are you people who know, (laughs) you know, we're not even, we're not even there yet. We're not, you know, so this is the problem. This is the thing that we have most people, because, you know, think about it for a second. Most people are afraid. You know, fear is a massive motivator of human beings. So they're afraid of being caught out there with this thing that will make them a felon. So that most people are voluntarily going to give things up. Do do you remember the civil war that they had in Australia when they took guns? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you? No, No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It never happened. It never happened. Those really Australians are supposed to be badasses if you look at Crocodile Dundee, right? (laughs) But Crocodile Dundee was like, hey, you know, as long as you're not taking my knife, you can have my guns. And that's what happened in Australia, man. And I think most of it, most of that's going to happen here. I'm not saying that they're not people here. They're going to go, hell no, this isn't I'm not going for it. I totally agree with you. When we come to that stage, I think we're walking into it like there's nowhere else to left to run on this planet. So me personally, I'm not running anywhere. Yeah. You know, so but so I know I know how I'm going to react. I know how you guys may react. But I also know that most people are just voluntarily going to go. Here you go, master. And you, you know what the crazy part is? I'm not even going to I'm not even going to debate your point. It hurts my feelings to think about it, though. <laughs> but um, it's 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 crazy because I, I try to tell people that you're and, and nobody's like trying to say right against the government or anything, but you're in a. Do all the political fighting we can do, of course, but you're in a advantageous situation because I can tell you this. There are plenty if they were going to use a force to come take them from you, that would be your local law enforcement. That'd be the first plan of attack. People that know the territory better, uh, the right there, 
that will be the plan of attack. And I'm telling you right now in war. So I'm not saying this is what we're going to do. Let me let me say that again. But if you are fighting any type of war, all is fair. Right. Where are you going to put all their families? Because if guys think that Billy Bob Joe Cop is the, the guy coming around taking everybody's guns, they might not shoot it out with you. But where is Susie at? Where you, what school do your kids go to? Like, I don't believe people, even if it's only 25 percent of the country, I don't think people want to see that kind of America now. Like that is it is going to be nasty and grimy. Like that is not something that's going to be, you know, we're not living in the days where back in 1776, you know, I mean, things were far spread out. You had to really kind of know somebody who knew where somebody lived. I mean, it wasn't that easy. It took you four days. I'm going to go over Jim's house. You had to gallop there. It took you a week to get there. You know, now social media records, public records, you are easy to find. That is not that would not be in America. I want to see um, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be pretty. And what do you do if you're if, if a cop goes into a neighborhood or even a National Guard goes into a neighborhood? Are they really wanting to slaughter their own citizens? It's what it would have come down to. You know what I mean? Like, that's a nasty that is a nasty world. I never want to see that, you know, but the people that are asking for gun confiscation, those are also the same people that will be relying on the police to keep them safe. Right. So now you got criminals that will be taking advantage of everybody fighting. Right. They're just like, yay, you guys aren't paying us any attention. So they're attacking the ones that the police can't protect because you wanted them to come take the guns from us. Right. The, the percentage of people that will be fighting that resistance are then engaging, which thus you make them criminals which thus the criminal population grows, which nobody is safe. You can't go to the grocery store. Your kids can't just go to school. Schools are shut down because imagine what happens now when somebody says there's an active shooter or a bomb threat at a school, right? They shut the entire district down. Like schools, rightfully so, they get locked mm -hmm. down. Imagine 40 active shooters running around one zip code. You know, like how how do you function in that type of world that, you know, so nobody wants to see that. So if you stop trying to take people's rights from them, we don't have to think about a world that nasty. Just leave people alone, you know, and things will remain safe. Um, nobody, no good gun toting American wants to get up and think about the day that he has to fight. He or she has to fight against his own system in a physical, dangerous, deadly, nasty way. We wake yeah. up. The darkest fantasy we have, well, I don't, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but now I do fall into the fantasy every now and then. I'm like, why don't zombies just show up? Because I'm really trying to get this thing out of my system. You know, like, <laughs> let's just get some Walking Dead going on. And I don't want the fast running zombies. I don't need the ones from like World Wars. <laughs> I mean, a lot slower than that. Right. I want me some Walking Dead zombies. That's about as crazy as we get. Nobody wants to see that. So I know guys are yelling. It's going to be 1776 again. Let's calm that down, too. I never want to see the day that my good, responsible, red-blooded American citizens have to fight against our system in a physical way. And I don't think anybody else does either, which yeah. is why we're trying to keep everything on a political landscape. So uh, I don't want to see that world, man. I wish things would stop. I agree with you, but I think we're living in a world where we're moving towards all of that. We're, we're moving towards a socialist communist planet. This is what people want. Few people want to control the masses. Mm -hmm. That's what we're moving to. Those people will never give up their guns. Okay. Those people will never give up their guns. They will always be armed or protected by someone who's armed. 
what they want is for the rest of the world not to be armed. It's just, it's really simple. You know, I'm not saying that we don't have tragic things happening in America, but tragic things are happening every day. Yeah. Tragic things are happening every day. Lots of people are dying every day. Why is it that this particular thing happening overrides all the other ways that human beings die every day? Why is this something that we're like, nope, we got to get rid of these things. We don't have to get rid of cars. We don't have to get rid of kids, uh, you know, texting on their phone while they're driving. We don't have to get rid of people drinking and driving. We, we don't have to get rid of any of that stuff. We don't have to get rid of abortions. We don't have to do anything else except do something about this thing because, you know, this is how they're setting everything up. These are the buttons that we could be pushed on that most of us could go, oh, I, I, I understand. We just we should just be a little bit more rational about this. We don't really need this in this world. Yet you look at the rest of the world and they need these things. You see what happens to people in, re in the rest of the world and you think oh, that. Well, OK, that's that'll never be America. <laughs> It will be America. If you're unarmed, if you can't defend yourself, it will be America. Like you're saying, what happens when only the bad guys have guns and the good guys have guns? And you are in the middle of that. Yep. What happens? I mean, I know because I grew up in New York City and that's what goes on in New York City. If you're a law abiding person and you're not a police officer, then you don't have any guns. But the criminals have all the guns in the world. I mean, I saw in the news uh, this weekend that the rapper Jewel Santana went to uh, I think he went to Newark Airport or something like that. And they found a gun on him and then he ran off like, oh, yeah, they won't be able to get this rapper. <laughs> you know, yeah, he definitely I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is the world that this is the world that we're living in. The bad guys are doing it and the good guys have it. And then the rest of us, we got nothing. So one day, if you think that under those circumstances, someone's not going to come tell you, guess what? You can't eat that anymore. Can't have that. Can't go here. Can't do this. You can't say that. Say that. Say that. Oh, the, the government just got you, Hank. The government got you. Yep. Mike went dead. <laughs> Mike went dead. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll pick up while Hank's trying to fix things. Um, I, I, was, I would say this to Babyface, and I don't know how you feel about this, but this is what I would say. God damn okay. microphone. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. All right. For those that are, I think for those that are trying to say, um, you know, the whole confiscate, the police to keep us safe, let me break this down uh, for them real simple. Not only is that not true, but I'll use the, uh, the, the country of Belize for an example. When I was in Belize last time, um, there were guys walking around that were responsible for my security, right? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a tourist. I'm clearly unarmed. Um, I'm just walking around, you know, uh, watching my surroundings, ready to use my jujitsu if I have to. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's all you had left. <laughs> That's all I got. You know what I mean? And I'm walking around having a vacation and I wound up doing an interview with a guy down there. And we talked about guns and stuff. Um, but I'm looking at the, the police officers and the, the tourist security, if you will, them and the cops. And I'm looking at them and I'm looking at their gear. I'm looking at their situational awareness. I'm breaking them down. Mm -hmm. I could have easily killed all five of them that were standing by me <laughs> simply by taking the gun out of the one guy's Uncle Mike's holster, <laughs> you know, a Beretta 92, which which was dirty. You couldn't if even it was even loaded. There, yeah. Uh -huh. The rear sights were so dusty and dirty. And he and you know how you know what's dangerous about that? People that want gun confiscation. He let me get that close to him <laughs> where I'm looking at the sights of his gun. 
Okay, I'm able to tell you what kind of holster he's wearing. And the other four guys weren't even watching me get that close to him. Now, I happen to be a good guy and I'm a gun enthusiast. And I wanted to know why he's wearing this crappy equipment and carrying that gun. And I did talk to him about it. <laughs> I did. Um, and I just wanted to know. But if I was a criminal with bad intentions, well, there's my opportunity. So even the people that you are going to trust to protect you aren't even trained enough to keep you safe. So your protection is a falsehood. It doesn't exist. If you believe that just because you carry a gun, and this is a lesson for gun guys too. If you believe just because a person carries a gun, it equals protection, you are wrong. I don't care what your training is. If you don't really understand how to use a firearm in a martial arts sense, you're no more safer with that gun than without it, really. You might even be putting yourself in more danger. So when you're talking about protecting people, when you're going to be a protector of people, not just yourself, that's the mindset I'm speaking of. You are supposed to be protecting me and the other three or 400 tourists around here. How? You know, so how is somebody going to protect you, Mr. and Mrs. I want gun confiscation, when they only train for eight hours a month? And let me tell you, if a confiscation happens, trust me, there is no time for training. You're, the, the, the people that are coming to take the guns have no time to train. They have to get out and get active. Now, how much training is the average American spending to fight them versus them having time to train to come fight us? I think it's a horrible idea. Save yourself, and I'm talking to the anti-gunners, save yourself and save everyone you pretend that you love from conflict because nobody wants to see it. And I think the people that are always screaming for a fight are always the ones that have never had one. Because anybody that's really been in a fight understands it's not pretty. It's just not. Yeah, and we don't, yeah. why we don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you, if you know what that's going to wind up looking like, you don't really want to get there. No. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be fun at all. And there's no guarantees of anything. Yeah, what are you going to do yeah. against, you know, the guy who's been living in a, and there are a lot of them. The guy that's been living in the wood. You think this is all going to be, they got these fantasy, fantasy visions of it being, you know, law enforcement and the, the now criminal citizen in this conflict where they're standing out exchanging battle. Uh, look, people, and once again, I don't want conflict. I seriously don't. However, why do we get pushed out of Vietnam? Guerrilla warfare. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're talking about a bunch of people who had minimum training, minimum equipment and minimum resources. Uh, the American population is not liking either of that. Right. So what are you really asking for? And if you think it's going to be a gun battle in the streets, you're crazy. You don't think that there's some some country boy right now out in his land, you, you know, drilling his rifle a mile and a half, you know, that could easily hit something 700 yards moving. Oh, yeah. You, you don't want and that's not a semi-automatic people. It might be a bolt gun. You don't want that kind of conflict. So stop saying that you do because nobody wants to see it. Nobody. I'm sorry, I'm done. But I just, I no. just, I, I, people live in this fantasy world of confiscation. A hundred percent of people, I agree, Cake. I, it's scary for me to agree with you. With a lot of people would just give them up, but I do see your point. So even if you're left with 25 percent of the population, it's a lot of people, and that's a lot of people out fighting where you don't feel safe just driving down the street anymore. You know what happens if you were for gun confiscation and this crazy guy in your neighborhood knew it, and when the war breaks out, he's not even mad at the police for doing their job. He's coming after you. Yeah. And here's, here's the thing that I think. I, I think our government has been preparing for this for a long time. I think that I think the people in the government 
see this coming and they've been preparing for it. Think about it. You know, they're ready with the FEMA camps and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know where this is going to go one day. One of these days, this is going to turn around and not be a story to you. Not going to be some kind of crazy ass movie. Um, talk to some people from Katrina. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was they'll, they'll, they'll tell you that they woke up in that reality one day and were like, what the hell? And maybe we we never lived that and we didn't experience that. So we're like, yeah, whatever. That's just in the movies. It's not real to us. But it happened in America on American soil, you know, and to, to believe that, you know, I think personally, I think, yeah, every, everyone, there's lots of people preparing for this on all sides. Lots of people wanting this kind of stuff to happen on all sides not going to be a fun world to live in. I don't want to live in that world. And uh, at the same time, though, I think lots of us know, not just me, lots of people out there know what happens when you lose this. When this freedom is gone, I think lots of people know what comes there. We're not living in some utopia. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I was reading today that um, what's what is it? Um, I think it's Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Right. Elon Musk said that we have to populate Mars before World War Three. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I mean, who would volunteer to go live on Mars? There are people that will. Yeah. I promise you that. So that sounds crazy, but this is like, this is supposed to be like the the man everyone in America wants to follow and listen to. And his solution to everything is like, yeah, World War III is coming. Let's get ready to go live on Mars. No, no. If you, the reality, if you know what Mars is and you know what it's like to live there, um, prison would look like a utopia compared to that, <laughs> to what it is to live in a place like Mars. If you're homeless in America right now, you that would be a fantasy world compared to living in a place where everything is designed to destroy you. You know, but that's that's the kind of craziness that we're facing. All right, Babyface, um, I think you got some stuff. Um, it was just on the truth about guns today. Judge okay. orders release of major uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting security video. Uh, so the Broward County Sheriff, surprise, surprise, has been pushing to not release the video, the security video of the shooting. Uh, I wonder why. Uh, but a judge today, uh, ordered them to release it by, I think Thursday. Mm, That's going to be crazy when we look at that. Proudly incompetent Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel is delayed, deflected and stonewalled ever since it became apparent that his deputies uh, bungled the response to the Majory Stoneman Douglas High School massacre on Valentine's Day, made sure to wait until the blah, 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 talking about the politics. Let's see, what is it I should say? Um, but Israel's refusal to release the video was challenged in court by the Miami Herald, Flun, Florida Sun Sentinel, and other media groups. Today, a court judge ordered Sheriff Israel to cough up the footage. Okay, I'm going to go to their link here and see what they actually, uh, what, what's actually going to happen. That coward. <laughs> Seriously. It's because he knows he his whole team fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be trying to cover their own asses. It's all it is. Well, and the problem is, is if you contrast that to what he was saying when he was on it's, CNN. Oh, oh, I guarantee it's gonna be different. Yeah. Uh, the Florida Sentinel. Let's see what they have to say. Any other victims? Um, let's see if I can find how long it's gonna take before. I think it said that they have a uh, on the. He has until Thursday to appeal the decision. And if there is no appeal, um, it will get released, which it needs to. That should be out in the public. As graphic and as horrible as that may be, something like that needs to be in public record so people know what happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they need to understand the failure. And look, and you know what's crazy? 
they've been trying to hide behind. And, and if you really look at it, you can see it. They've been trying to hide behind the whole the, the badge. Look, guys, nobody is saying that the police are bad because we're calling out his lack of leadership, period. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean I mean, you could look at the what was it, Coral Springs, the neighbor in town, the neighbor ran in there. I mean, those obviously are some guys that were trying to get things done. So don't allow him to tug on your heartstrings and say it's the badge. The ba Nope. Just like a Republican politician, you screwed up. And guess what? Just because you were a badge doesn't mean you're safe either. Yeah. You played us. You with your badge stood on CNN and betrayed us. And you with your badge betrayed our children. Him yeah. and Scott Peterson and anybody else that stood there and do the, didn't do the right thing and then have the nerve to blame gun owners. Don't allow that guy to use the um, the badge to hide, you know, and that's what people are doing with politics. Don't allow him to do that. He's a coward. So it's Scott Peterson. All right. And anybody else that refused to go in that building to help those children. And that's fine. Get somebody in there that will run in and help the kids. You know, like what was that? That um, it was a sheriff from Texas. That released his statement to his department that said he basically based I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He basically said, if you're too scared to run into a building by yourself uh, with an active shooter, please let us know if we can reassign you to desk duty. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I like it. Pretty much what he said. And yeah. I agree. Like, it doesn't mean you need to be out of a job, but you don't need to be out in the field. Period. Well, I know the audio the audio was released already last week. Right. Where um, the deputy was was telling was saying that no one should enter. So when other places showed really? up, I didn't hear that. I got to go. Yeah, he was saying they should not enter. Um, that audio came up as well as last week. There were I believe there were two other off duty sheriffs from from um, outside that jurisdiction that went there and they were suspended. Yeah. Uh, two days ago, audio contradicts deputies account of shooting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does that surprise anybody? Does that surprise yeah. anybody? So the video is going to be horrible. Um, you know. It says Broward County Circuit, or Broward Circuit Judge Jeffrey R. Levinson signed an order Monday today authorizing the release of the video, but immediately delayed the order until Thursday to give the sheriff's office and school board a chance to appeal. Uh, the video does not show Cruz or any of the victims on the 14th on the February 14th shooting that killed 17, according to the sheriff's office. Um, so I don't know if it's like outside security footage from like the doors showing just the just the um, the cops or whatnot, but it says it doesn't show the shooter or the shooting actually happened. Yeah, I mean I don't know how schools are set up any longer. Back when I know when I was in high school, we didn't have security cameras. They may have had some on the outside of the building to watch entrances, but I don't think there were any inside at all, as far as I yeah. Can a lot of times, there's teachers don't want those. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, the school boards don't want those things. So there's there's lots of reasons why they don't want the cameras. And, uh, you know, I mean, do we want I don't want to live in that society like in England where every single thing you do can be tracked all the time. Um, so now now know. what do we I, I think that the lesson that, that everybody should learn from this seriously is um, the same people that will scream for gun control, take Sheriff Israel. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They'll stand up on CNN and scream for gun control are also the same people that won't protect you. Yeah. How insane is that? They want gun yeah. control, but no, they're not going to run into the building to help you. Yeah, well, well, they want you to rely on them. That's really yeah. what it is. <laughs> but they're not going to do crap when you have to. Of course now, not. And granted, when you get the when you get the the cop that wants to help you, let's say the audio is is, is confirmed. Well, he's got audio, so now he's put in a position, do I not feed my family or go do my sworn duty? Because my leader 
is going to can me if I go do my sworn duty. And I love these guys. I want to help them. But darn it, I got to feed my kids, too. Then you put a guy in a very, very interesting situation. So I don't know. I think that people that don't want us to be able to protect ourselves, you really need to look at that simple logic. No politics, no agenda. Someone who does not want you to have guns clearly also doesn't want to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's plain as day. Uh, It doesn't get any more clear than that. But um, yeah, people don't want to believe that people don't want to believe. And I actually have this saved and I've talked about this before. Let me pull it up. This is saved on my um, bookmark bar for these sorts of discussions. Anytime somebody says, oh, don't worry about it. The cops will save you. Anybody Mm -hmm. wants to go look it up? This is only one of many court cases. Warren versus District of Columbia. This was a a Supreme Court case that um, showed that uh, cops have no duty to protect you. They they have no sworn duty to stop anything going on. Um, And and this is the perfect example of it. Uh, So District of Columbia Court of Appeals case that held the police do not owe a specific duty to provide police services to citizens based on public duty doctrine. They don't have to help you. Nope. Yep. People don't want to believe that. People don't want to listen to that. But that is court case evidence showing – I mean that is a, a precedent showing that they don't have to. Yeah. They can and they should, but they, they, they don't have to go after protecting one person. Right. It's not people, their job. People don't hold all these ideas in their mind at the same time. I think that's part of what's, what, part of what's going on here. Okay. So listen, I'm hearing on the chat – that we still haven't reached 300 thumbs ups and we have more than 300 <laughs> people watching us right now. If you're watching right now, you need to press. How many short are we? We need 12. Yeah. Come on, people. Hit the thumbs ups. We can that we can get to 300. I believe it. What was it? What did the, what did the guy say in that movie? 300. Remember? The movie? He had so many good quotes in that movie. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> trying, I'm, trying, I, I'm blanking right now. This but, is Sparta? Yeah. Oh, wait, this is no, was that? Yeah. This is Sparta. That's what just kicks the guy into the big hole. Someone's got to come up and say, hit, hit us with some lines, okay? From 300. But we can get to it. We could do 300. Uh, you know we, what? Uh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, just, no, no. No, I was just saying that. And then I also wanted to remind everyone here, um, we've got this thing called HankStrange.tv, okay? That's how we keep um, everyone notified of what goes on with us in the future. I've been, with everything going on here, I've been remiss to remind you guys of that, I am going to remind you, okay, the way to keep in touch with us, because if YouTube pulls the plug or anyone else pulls the plug on us, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, the only way that we have to communicate with you is if we have your email. So go to hankstrange.tv, put in your email, that puts you on the list, and we'll let you know what's going on. But we are giving away stuff through that Um there was a gentleman that actually won that hangard last week. I'm going to do more stuff like that coming up soon. Um, not today, but we will do some. We will do some more giving away of stuff. So the only way to do that is to be in that email list. All right. So we need we need to get those email lists. I think we're under a thousand. I think we could definitely get to a thousand. So I just want to remind everyone of that. Um, all right. Now, what were you going to say, Kevin? Um, if if. Uh, I wanted to kind of segue if you, if it's all right. I want to jump the timeline. No, you I wanted to use this as a segue. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing about um, people wanting you to be disarmed, right? Because you know these these rifles with the rate increasing devices are so horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's let's just bring things down to a very simplistic human level, like it already is, but we have to go further. 
Um, in Austin, Texas, there have been three bombings. Quiet though. They're not, they're not all in roar about this. There have been three bombings where someone has been putting packages. I saw that in the news stores overnight. Mm-hmm. Okay. UPS, FedEx, local delivery services are already confirmed. They didn't have deliveries to these addresses. Someone has put these boxes on these porches overnight. They have killed a couple of people. The bombs did blow up. I guess if you open it or whatever, it blows up. It's activated somehow. Um, and people have been dead. They have targeted only African-American homes. So it's not to make this into a black or white thing. It's to make it into a thing that people, your fellow brethren, are being targeted. Now, this sick individual seems to be targeting African-American families. Now, let me speak to that for a second. That one little com- compartment, that piece. I have uh, said- and Latino. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, we're, we're all we're all brothers in here. But I see some of the people that are victims here are also Latino. Oh, are they? OK, uh, yeah. that's new. That's mm-hmm. new. So minority groups is who they're attacking. Uh, mm-hmm. So far, it seems that way anyway. Um, let's make this very clear. When you are allowing, and I'm speaking to minority community because there, there are a ton of people that su- don't know better and support, uh, if they don't even support gun control, by proxy, they support anti-gun politicians, thus giving them power for gun control. You have to come to the point to where you realize that there are people out there that will hurt you, period. Um, and they don't have to do it with a gun. America sees and has seen plenty of times. You don't need a gun to do it. We have said, and gun people are called crazy and irrational when we use things like, oh, they'll run you over with a truck or they'll blow you up. Well, that's because they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see now, you can't even go on your front porch and pick up a box. Yeah. Yeah. And a bomb is very indiscriminate. So I don't, you know, any way that you decide to murder people, in my opinion, is wrong. But a bomb is very indiscriminate. It could blow up. It could blow you up when you you make the bomb. It could blow up the the male guy transporting that bomb. We should outlaw the manufacturer of bombs. How about we outlaw the manufacturer of the box? Oh, oh, wait. Yeah, that's already done. (laughs) You know, know. and I think what's what's really what's really uh, was really alarming to me. Is that now let me say this because I know people go crazy. One death is too many. There is never an okay number for innocent people dying. Never an okay number. Mm-hmm. When you look at several people hurt in the Austin area by someone putting boxes up filled with bombs on their front porches, and you look at the unfortunate incident that happened in Florida, you have to ask yourself if one death is always too many of innocence, why in the world? isn't the national media screaming as loud about this as they are about that high school. There's, there's no agenda. There's no reason. There's yeah. nothing that they I mean, get what, out you, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to make it like you can't post a, a, a box unless you're 21 years old? Exactly. <laughs> You know, you know, there's nothing there's I nothing mean, to feed off of. So it's not that they care about the lives. Now, I'm not going to say that they wish the kids that. I'm not saying any crazy thing like that. But they're so focused on using the tragedy to their advantage, they have to they have to pick the tragedy, yeah. right? So if you go out and you tell people now, hey, you're not safe opening a box on your front door in the, in the city of Austin, then people are going to be like, well, you know what? Maybe giving up my right to protect myself isn't okay. I think I'm going to hold on to these things, right? So it doesn't it doesn't feed their agenda. So exactly. it's not pumped out as heavy as something like the tragedy in Florida. So it goes to show that people they use you. And everybody's like, well, we're tired of them using Chicago as an example. Okay, St. Louis. 
Okay, we get people are shot here all the time. If I don't wake up and look at the news and and five people have been shot, it, it's amazing to me. You know, but nobody talks about that. You know why? Because those lives don't serve the agenda that you want to push. Mm-mm. Right? So it flies like, in the face of their crazy logic. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's not about that. And these lives aren't being taken with AR-15s. No, it's taken with a, a the cheapest revolver and the, the crappiest ammo you can get your hands on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I don't... I don't uh, I know today earlier they were saying that they don't the local police. uh, Of course, I don't accuse them of not investigating. I know the police are doing their job. ATF is doing their job. The FBI is involved. I I bet it's all hands on deck. I I believe they are doing their job. Uh, But they said as of today, when I looked at it last around uh, three o'clock Central Standard Time, that they didn't have any leads. They, They don't know who's doing it. They started off, with, which is a smart start. Let's look at all the delivery companies to see if they've, you know, got records at his address, uh, these addresses and they don't. So we have to get past the take guns and you're going to be safe. People, if somebody wants to hurt you, they're going to, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a means. OK, so going into a gun store, doing a background check is too easy for you and you want guns. What kind of background check do you do to build a bomb? <laughs> where, where is that? Where is that format? Yeah. And you have. Yeah. yeah. So let me. Back in the 70s, it might have been more difficult to build a bomb because you have to go and do research and figure it out yourself. Now, you look on the Internet, I can I can and give me a good uh, 10 seconds. I can find you any homemade under the counter bomb bomb manufacturing instructions uh, using kitchen products like no problem whatsoever. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, So let's see here. There's uh... (laughs) you know, what's funny is I actually have a. Um, a friend that is, he's a Marine and uh, he's an EOD tech in the Marine Corps. Um, and he was, uh, he was saying that it's the stuff that we, I didn't get any specifics, unfortunately, I wish I would have, but he was saying the stuff that I have under my sink right now, he was like, Oh yeah, I could, I could throw a bomb together for you in like, in like 10 minutes. No problem with anything that's under there. <laughs> There's nothing that we're doing, man. That's high technology that only the aliens have. No. You know what I'm saying? This is all pretty simplistic, including guns. Yeah. So that that's the thing that people just don't realize. And and as Kevin is saying, all someone has to do is just see that you that you are easy to victimize and victimize you, you know, yeah. and the guns don't save you from that. They just give you some kind of fighting chance if you have the right mindset and you're prepared to fight back. They, you know, and even if you don't have it and you're prepared to fight back, you, you can still survive. You just you have to tell yourself that you won't be a victim. A, a having a gun on you in my mind is like having a full auto switch on a machine gun. It's not going to be used all the time, but it gives you the option. You most likely will never have to draw your firearm and use it ever in your entire life. The odds are really slim, but if something goes down, it gives you one more avenue of opportunity, one more option to, to follow. If you have to, obviously, you know, for me, I would much rather just leave the situation if possible. But it does give me that backup option if it's needed. Yeah, and and it keep, and these things keep ninety nine point nine percent of us occupied. Do you really want us <laughs> like out there thinking of some other shit? Yeah, you know we are we're we're occupied and we're doing things peacefully for the most part. So that's the thing. Okay, let me. Um, oh man, if I if I weren't focused on guns, my brain would be dangerous. I could make anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, so let's uh, let's go through some of this. Um, 
You, someone said you can't have, uh, someone said, okay, Miguel Hernandez said, I sent a letter today and I'm 19 years old. Okay. Uh, you can't have cardboard till 21. <laughs> that is from uh, Darth Mayhem. You know how bad a cardboard paper cut is? Those are the yeah. worst. Voslek V says, no more letters to Santa's kids. Joe Carpenter says, my cats love boxes. Richard Hughes says, support box control. Um. <laughs> You know, this is uh, let's see who else. My, yeah, Mike Bryant says ban packages. Hashtag progressive feminism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, Gorillas and Guns says ban procreation. You know, Just, we're, I, I know I'm really harping on this and this is kind uh, of going back to it. But the the progressive thought is the what I would consider the progressive thought is we need to level the playing field. We need people equalized. We need. Some of the wealthy, uh, the money redistributed from the wealthy. But we're introducing bills like this guy in Illinois that is saying, oh, you aren't wealthy enough to own a gun? We're going to put a tax on us. You can't have it. Yeah. Just, I know I'm hard. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we know this and it's logic. By the way, I think we're over 350 thumbs ups. Um, I hate to move the goalpost on you, but why not? <laughs> That's what everyone else is doing. I want 400, damn it. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, now I forgot. I totally forgot what I was going to make a brilliant point just now. <laughs> Don't you? It was going <laughs> to be so awesome and brilliant. <laughs> and then I like I got distracted. All right. Go ahead, babyface. What were you saying? No, it's just I, I, I personally, I feel that I am very grounded in my beliefs. And most of my thought processes are very linear. If one thing applies, then it typically applies to all of my thoughts. And I, there are so many times where you run into these fallacies with people on the other side of, of arguments where you're like, this doesn't make sense. You want, you say you want people to all be equal, but you're not willing to give equal protection to people. Like yeah. a gun is like the best thing. And also, this is what I was going to say to you. It's completely illogical. It's actually insanity to believe that we're ever going to be equal. Human yeah, beings are not true. equal no, to each true. other. I don't, believe me, I don't agree with it because – Life inherently is unequal, yeah. and that's the way we, it is. We, we should be equal according to the law. To, to me, law, equal opportunity. To the law. Yeah, so yeah. E to the law, it's perfect. We're, we're not the same. I wish that no. I had a bodacious beard like Kevin Dixie. <laughs> you know, what the hell am I supposed to do about it? I don't have, um, you know, I don't have NOC written all over my damn hat. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do about it? You know, I could hate you because you got baby blue eyes. <laughs> What good is it going to do me? You know, you might be mad at me because I got a massive schlong. That's how the world is. You know, we're not we're not the same. We're not equal. Like, who do you want to live in a world where we're all the same? Because if we're all the no. same, that means we're eventually heading to something where we're all the same gender. Well, forget that. No. Different, I don't want to live in that world. No, diversity is a diversity is a beautiful thing. No, that's you know. I, I think that's, that, what, that's what makes this this place uh, so awesome. That's what makes living on this planet so awesome that we're so different, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think that um an, another thing too, uh, speaking of uh, tax at homes and stuff like that, and them wanting to get rid of AR-15. So on Instagram, I put a post up this morning or last night or sometime, and it was a picture of my AR pistol. Actually, not of his AR pistol, but it was a close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's 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 me sitting in a car. You know, I just came back from running the training class. I, I sit in the car. My friends are over. We we're going to have a night where I was going to do some website design, having a good time. We're sitting at the table talking. I went in the house 20 minutes. His kid calls. 
for and this is the story point of this story is for people that want to ban this dangerous thing because it it hurts all the innocent children. <laughs> this kid who's a teenager um, calls and says, um, "Hey guys, long story short, uh, I'm hiding in the house in the dark because somebody repeatedly is knocking on the door." trying to get me to come outside. They keep pulling up in her car, driving off, coming back, walking around the house. Oh, hell no. Trying to get me to come outside. So it's, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening. And you know, as I'm listening, I'm already like, which one do I take? Which, cause we're leaving. Yes. You know, yes. and that his dad is literally like, I'm, you know, I'm out of here. And I'm like, and, and so I'm like, which car are we taking? As I'm walking, you know, charge your handle, let's go. And we're out the door. And that picture was taken when I got back home. Uh, but we're out the door. We're rolling up. Yeah. Guess what? When I hopped out that car, we didn't need the police because average response time is right around 10 minutes. We were there in seven. All right. And when we got there, it was OK. The, the threat had left. But I was more than ready to deal with the threat that was trying to lure a 14, 15 year old kid out of his house by knocking on different thresholds of the home, trying to get him outside to the point he was in the home, hiding in the dark, whispering to his parents on the phone. I need help. It was an AR with a trained professional that was going to deal with that. And guess what? Had they been there, we would have had a, been having a talk. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be available today because I'd probably still be talking to somebody. But <laughs> it would have been a totally different response. But that's an example of this dangerous thing saving a teenager potentially. Oh, yeah. Right. But it's crazy how they want to flip it. Oh, in the hands of these bad guys, they're so dangerous. You know, it, it is a not golf club in the hands of the wrong person is going to do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And granted, but no, and not that that was something that needs to be blasted over national news. It's not worth that. It's stuff I do all the time. But when when we went to go get this kid and bring him back over here, you know, and it's funny, too, because we walked in the house. The kid had armed himself. He's uh, the kid knows karate. So he's got like his training katana uh, and he's ready to like do something. (laughs) And when I walk in the house, you know, we cleared the house and everything. And I'm standing there and, you know, I, I put the rifle on my shoulder. I'm like, you okay now, man? You good? You know, making sure he's okay. And he just looked at me and said, "This his words. I knew my dad was coming, but it's, it's good to know that I can always count on you. Oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? And here's a guy, a grown man standing there with an AR on his shoulder. That teenager knew that that gun was there to protect him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so, that's happened many times in the world. And I can't believe that people today, you know, people who say they support like Martin Luther King's you know, the struggles that he had in America and on and on and on are like, yeah, you don't need you don't need to <laughs> you don't need to defend yourself. There's no there's no time. There's no moment when you would need to defend yourself. You know, it's that's insane. that's the craziness that we're dealing with. Um, let me see something here. I want to you know what? I saw this in. Uh, let me see. I think I believe this was let's, the truth about guns. Right. So. Um, they're talking about the Nix fix bill, like breaking White House unveils new gun control proposals, fix Nix and, uh, and risk protection orders. So basically the same thing that was put into effect here in Florida. But at the bottom of it, if you read it, it says um, this article was rewritten after we learned that the press reports indicating that the White House would voice unqualified support for raising uh, the minimum long gun purchase age of 21 turned out to be fake news or president trump changed his mind at, at the last minute or something right so you know i mean obviously that's coming out like i don't you know we, we were talking about this before with uh with everything that's going on like do we even you know do we know what these guys are doing do they know what they're doing they don't you know i, I don't think so day to day i don't 
a lot of people want to say that they're playing 40 chess. I don't know that they know what they're doing day to day. Yeah. And I'm wondering why they're even backing off of the age thing. I wonder if they're thinking, huh, maybe we'll just get this to happen state to state. And that's how we'll get this I think into that's, effect. I think that's the thought, which um, in my mind is I don't like the regulations going in, but state to state is a correct way to do it in my mind. Don't, they, states need to be allowed to regulate themselves. Yeah, but states should not go for this, man. No, I can't believe no. I can't believe that Florida is not up in arms. I can't believe that the governor is still in the state house. <laughs> I don't understand how it could pass uh, um, second. I don't know how it could be legal if you challenge it. Yeah. If you challenge it in the states, in the court systems, I don't see how it could pass muster. Well, I, I don't know personally. how this is possible because like all these I mean, you know, we live here in Florida, man. I live in the country. In the countryside, we're, we're dealing with things all the time here. And you're telling someone if they're 21 years old, they cannot defend themselves in the state of Florida. And for the most part, like what Kevin was saying, for us here, like for me, where I live, for the police to get from the town to where I live on the outskirts of the town, at least half an hour. Yeah. You know, that's like... <laughs> There's no way I would be living out there without that. And I think it's ridiculous. Like my kids, I've got one that's 18 going on 19 and the other one's 17 going on 18. And to believe to live in a, in a state where they're saying to them, yeah, you know what? You don't have any, you know, you, you don't have the ability to go out there and defend yourself. So if I wasn't, if I wasn't there, they'll be totally screwed. And that's something that should bother a parent because it can happen to any of us. You know, there's already lots of single parents out there. But even if you're, you know, you're a two parent family like we are tomorrow, your parents could be gone like that. And you're just left asked out there by, by the government of Florida saying, yeah, you know what? You're not old enough to even protect yourself. Yeah. And it's and I, I think it's easy for for them to, to, to kind of control the kids because they're kids and they're not letting them, you know, they're not letting the right ones speak their voice. They're only letting the ones that, you know, are all hyped up and getting on TV and all this living in our 15 minutes of fame. Um, I do think that when it comes to, when it comes to that, you know, it's, it's spot on. And when you, it's, and some people are like, oh man, I, I kind of see your point. I've seen people kind of go, not really go against it, but kind of question the whole, what kind of kid is going to be in the middle of a ghetto with a kid? And I'm like, really? Like, what, <laughs> where have you been like your entire life? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. This is, it is not a, a new phenomenon. You know, I grew up in the middle uh, of a ghetto with a single mom. Um, so every day coming in and out was a chess piece, you know, like, yeah. how do we move? You know, because as, as a woman and a child, you know, so how do we move? What do we do? That is reality, man. That is the truth. And my mom did not believe in guns. She didn't. But she believed in protection. Thus, it made her get a gun. Because she was like, I don't necessarily like guns, but I want to be safe. And if that means getting a gun, then the gun wins. Right. Mm -hmm. So she got a gun. And this is before you could easily find training. Training wasn't as big as it is now. Um, but now that, you know, she can get training every day. She looked at me one day and she said, I wish I knew the grown you when you were a child, because I would have loved to have a guy like you over at the house training us. Right. Mm -hmm. To be safe. Because like she said, my kids, even though we don't live in the same area, my children a, aren't afraid of guns. And she looked at her grandson on his birthday, received his birthday gift of an AR. It freaked her out at first until I told him to demonstrate to her how much he knew about it. And she was like, you mean to tell me that if somebody came in here right now and they hurt you, you know, you're the first line of defense. But let's say you don't win. 
Because you always tell me having a gun doesn't mean you're going to win. I said, true. What if you don't win? You mean to tell me he can, he's capable of picking up either one of your guns, operating it, and shooting a bad guy? Oh, I yeah. said, yes. She was like, I will never say a bad thing about guns again. <laughs> because now my grandkids can be safe. But that's what she cared about. She was like, my, she didn't even care about her son getting shot. She's like, ah, you'll be okay. <laughs> but <laughs> my, my grandchild can pick up this gun, operate it in a safe manner, and defend this house? I said, yeah. She's like, oh, okay. So why yeah. would you want to take that same thing away from single moms or single dads or young families that simply they they don't they can't afford a fourteen hundred dollar mortgage they can't but they can't afford a three hundred and fifty dollar cramped one bedroom studio where they can just try to make it work for themselves but you know yeah. what let's disarm them and let's let everybody know by legislation they're disarmed and let's just hope for the best because you know what we love you that's why we're going <laughs> to because we yeah. care and if something happens, just survive for 20 minutes until we can get an officer. <laughs> Who may or may not come in the building, by the way. Well, yeah, so that, exactly. that that brings up a question here. I got to mm-hmm. ask you guys this. Then we 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 feel safe, don't we? The, if people in America are actually going for this, and by the way, we're 379 thumbs ups. Woo! So I'm pretty That's sure right. we could do. I'm pretty sure we could do for 400. So if we're if we're living, if like if people were really afraid, right, in America. Don't you think, you know, if you go back to the past, people were afraid and they were like, no, I want to defend myself. If for, for people in America to be willing to be disarmed, isn't it logical that they must feel safe? Um, I think that they are living in a falsehood of safety. Um, yeah. But how can they feel safe? And then at the same time, they're like, yeah, but no one should have guns. Right. Do these two. How do these two thoughts live at the same time in people's minds? Where are most of these people? Where are most of these people actually from, though? Like what areas are they from? How is their life? You know, do they feel so? You know, I live in a relatively safe area, um, but I I don't I don't live in a, a fantasy land like I'm like, I don't care how many birds are chirping. There can be some bullets flying, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I don't care how pretty the grass is. I don't know who's on the other side of that tree. So, you know, you always live with an aware sensibility. I think that most of the people that support that kind of crap live in an area where, you know what? There aren't junkies walking your streets. There there are not um, drive-bys, you know, every few nights or every night. Um, there are not people breaking in homes in a manner in which they break in homes in a city. They are not living in an area where your next door neighbor is, is constantly um, inviting people over to buy drugs. They are not living in that type of environment. So for them, that doesn't exist. It's a third world to them, even though it's 15 minutes from their front door. Mm. It's a third world to them. So they can easily say, why do you need guns? Because I can leave my house and I can walk to, to the grocery store. I can walk to the local deli and get a sandwich and go get my favorite Starbucks coffee. Everything is good. We wave at the police. They're always friendly to us. They help us cross the street. They're so nice. Well, guess what? Where we come from, you're lucky if when you're walking across the street, you don't get tripped by the crackhead and then get ran over by the car of the dude that's trying to catch him because he owes him money. You're fortunate enough if you're able to leave your house for more than 15 minutes and they don't break in your house because they timed you walking to the store and back. Matter of fact, you're lucky enough to walk into the damn corner store and it not be getting robbed when you go in. You are. I have literally walked into my local corner store, spoken to a kid, like walked by him. Like, what's up, man? Oh, nothing much, man. About to steal this car. (laughs) And stole it. And when the owner came out, the owner is held at gunpoint by the lookouts. Like that is the reality in the everyday nature of where many and many outside of skin color. 
many of Americans are living in. A guy asked me um, um, this year to, hey, man, I want your help. And he hit me up on Facebook uh, from actually, I think, watching this show. He said, I want your help. I'm in the St. Louis area as well. And I, I think people are overlooking trailer parks and the bad things that go on in there. Well, you know what? I used to go into trailer parks every now and then because those people needed help, too. So the trailer parks, I know that those places are getting broken into all the time because they don't have the security of a normal home. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody's reaching out to help them when the local meth heads are kicking in their their doors and taking their stuff. And the police don't even think it's worth coming down because it's like, well, it's kind of like a victimless crime. Right. Because you're all poor and they're just taking from you. You'll take from them next week. Like nobody wants to help them. But for people that are living in our utopias, their high rises and their their suburban areas where, you know, there's not even public transportation because everybody has four cars at home. Why do we need a bus? Right. When you're living in those areas, it's easy for you to say I'm secure. I feel protected. I'm safe. And the rest of the world is nuts. No, because when you go downtown, any downtown of any major American city, go go away from the stadiums. I dare you. Yeah. But you know know what the thing is, like, I never I'm going to tell you, I never feel safe. So I've lived in the hood. Um, I've lived in all kinds of places around America. I mean, right now I live out in the country and I tell you that I never feel safe. You know why? If you feel safe, you are a victim. If you ever looked at someone casing a mark, right? Mm-hmm. If you ever looked at a at an animal prowling about to, you know, to 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 eat some creature out there or someone about to rob someone, you think they're looking for the person who's alert? No. You think they're looking for that creature that's ready to run? No, they're trying to creep up on you. They're waiting for you to think that you are safe. And that's the problem. What makes these people actually think that they're safe? What makes them think that, oh, you know what? In an America today where we've got gangs and all kinds of crazy stuff, because that's happening. We, we, didn't, we didn't fix any of that, right? We still have all those problems. You know what? Whenever, when, when we take the guns away from Americans and these gangs see that, oh, everyone's, everyone's disarmed, it's open season on everyone. It's open season on everyone. A lot of times right now, what's keeping us going is it that people don't know who's who's armed out there and who isn't. An armed society is a polite society. That's the thing about Florida. I see people when people come to visit here, they tell me that like, wow, you know, I'm I'm surprised at how people walk around here, how people walk around dressed or doing this thing or doing that thing. And then they're like, yeah, well, you know what? It, everyone here has guns. So maybe that's why yeah. people aren't bothered by anything. Hell yeah. You don't know who you're about to mess with. Yeah. I know um, that way I don't get in trouble because I, I, I tend not to ignore uh, wives, any wife. So Lola asked me a question. I'm going to answer it because I'm, I'm trained to always answer the women. <laughs> so let me, just, let me just not get in trouble here. Um, I think she's speaking about, uh, do we have anything going on in Missouri that's similar to what's going on in Florida? I, I told you guys about how the teacher bill is going to be a joke because we already have that here. Yes. Uh, that, that's going to be a joke. But Missouri, I will give my state kudos for this. We are actually, uh, we shot for eight. I believe we got five through, but we're pushing five bills to actually strengthen our gun laws here. Um, okay. Uh, well, strengthen our, our gun rights, I should say. Uh, so we've actually pushed five bills through. Um, I said last week when I was on the show, so there are more people I think watching this week, and I will say it again. Uh, a few, I wrote a letter, all right? And the letter, I, I created a form where you can edit and modify that I wrote to my representatives in Missouri, talking about uh, federal law. So I wrote it on every level, local, um, state and my congressman and everybody. Um, if you need a copy of that, uh, let me know because guys, we should be writing and calling. So I'll put in my email address down here that you can send it over to and just simply say, 
I'm requesting the letter you spoke of on Hank's show. Um, and I will go ahead and it's in the chat now. And I will send you uh, that letter and you can just modify it, you know, to fit. But the bulk of it is there for you. Um, but we're actually we're actually going in the right direction here. Uh, Missouri has been EF2 dot wants to know what the bills are, Kev. Uh, God, I don't have them on me. They're, <laughs> they're printed out on the letter. Um, but there are five of them. They're um, yeah. They're they're weird. I can look them up, but yeah, they're all they're they're securing our um our right to be in possession. They're securing our right to carry into places, um, expanding the rights even to carry into places. Um, they're they're holding uh, any building that would ban the guns. They're holding them to the strict signage regulations and rules. Like they are really like, we're going to go this way while the rest of the country is going that way. That's great. Um, you know so. Yeah, Missouri is doing real good, man. I, I will say that I am. Uh, we're still fighting. Don't get me wrong. We're still paying attention to everything going on because we're not. I don't feel like we're in this safe space because if it happens in Florida, like I've always said, Florida is it's Florida. Gun bad gun laws don't happen in Florida. It's Florida, you know. So mm -hmm. for it to be able to happen there is a it's a lesson for the rest of us. So we're not relaxed. We're on alert. But I can say that I'm 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 proud of my state in general because we're we're going in the right direction. Absolutely. I think it's a good thing. I think more states should do it. Um, should And Florida should have done it. But obviously, man, these pe some people have just totally lost their minds here, man. I think that their their further political aspirations have uh, led them to betray the rest of us in Florida here that voted for them and trusted them. And, uh, you know, no matter how tired I get, I mean, trust me, I'm tired. You know, this has been this has been coming hot and heavy. I'm not forgetting those people's asses. Um, all right, I'm going to interrupt real quick and, yes. and totally take us in a completely different direction. You okay, cool. Yes. Uh, we have 10 minutes left. Okay. Uh, okay. If you look, we are now over 400 thumbs okay. up, which is okay. awesome. Uh -huh. I'm going to reward everybody in the chat with one of those Hank secrets that I promised oh, Lord. two weeks ago. All right, you ready for this? You will never, you never come to the house ever again. So, so I go to Hank's, I go to the Hacienda one day. And uh, we're sitting around talking about stuff, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to go use the bathroom real quick and go to use the regular bathroom, which is outside the kitchen. And uh, one of the kids is in there, so I'm like, oh, God, I got to go. And Lola's like, oh, just go around the corner. I know where this is going. <laughs> go around the corner to the bathroom, um, to, the, to the, master, the master bathroom. I was like, okay, go in there, go do my business. I turn around, and there are two mannequins dressed, staring at me as I'm whizzing into Hank's toilet and it scares the ever-loving crap out of me yeah it's just one you saw the reflection of the one was there a reflection i thought there were two he says there's two mannequins in the bathroom why is no. your mannequin? i refuse Thank you. i refuse to Thank be accused you. of two why are you telling my personal business oh lola's mad <laughs> oh. <laughs> you saw the reflection and it scared the crap out of me you probably <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, because that's because Lola never had Barbie dolls. You know, when she came to America, I think when you, how old were you when you came here? Like eight? I was nine. Yeah, nine, because I was 11. We came here, we came to America in the same year from both of us from Africa. She came from Ghana, I came from Nigeria. But um, yeah, she never had Barbie dolls and all that kind of stuff. So she got a life size. Yeah, so one day there was this store, I think it's like one of those Halloween stores or party stores or something went out of business. And they had a mannequin in there, and I bought it for her, and she dressed it up. How and, much did you pay for a mannequin? I don't know. It was, couple, I, it was probably, how much was that? Like a couple hundred bucks or something? Yeah, yes. really? Is that expensive? Yeah. Oh, you know, I wanted her to have. I wanted her to have at least 
one Barbie doll. <laughs> she never had. She so, had a really. She had a real like her parent. Like her mother would not let her look at the kissing parts of James Bond movies on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and just to show what happens if you if you try to uh, shield your daughters from that kind of stuff, you know what kind of guys they wind up marrying? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Something to learn for everybody out there. Oh, you know what? Speaking of, speaking of uh, this guy, first of all, we're, we're going to come back to why there's a mannequin in your bathroom. Um, <laughs> but I, I was um, speaking of the uh, what we speaking of of you, Hank. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. so I was uh, in my class this weekend. I put out this little snippet on uh, Instagram today. Um, I happen to have uh, three, I guess two of them you can technically say are immigrants. You know, depending on how you look at it, from Puerto Rico and one from Guyana. What? Yeah, you can see you can see his uh he he I got a snippet of him talking on Instagram. And he's former military, he's been in the States two years, he served in the military in Guyana, and it's crazy how the people that live here don't get what even they were saying. So the cool thing about those those particular three individuals, in my class, they they took a basic class. So in that class, I don't do politics, but I do tell people what the Second Amendment is, because a lot of people don't know. Right. So I always take that opportunity at the very beginning to say this allows you to be here. All right. Kind of thing. And I said, have you guys ever heard of it? They were like, no. I said, you guys <laughs> have no idea. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. So um, we we chatted about it. And at the end of the class, I was like, look, I'm not going to do a pretty video. We're just going to go Facebook Live and just talk because people always kind of accuse me. You always come with these wonderful stories from these people we never see. OK. So I just let them talk and they were it was amazing uh, how they were they were saying, I, I can't believe that you guys would have this and give it up. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? That makes no sense. And he even got the guy from Guyana got so excited because I asked him, I said, hey, you know, we were around a ton of guns today. Hundreds mm-hmm. of them were where we went to shoot. And I'm like, how did that make you feel? He was like and he sat there. He was like, oh, man. It just to think he said it. Now, his words, not mine. He was like, mm-hmm. you, you uh, it takes me back to my military days. But as a civilian and I couldn't own them guns after the military. And I I looked in the store and I saw all those AR-15s and I just want to go to bed with them. And he was just joyful and was educating us. And this is a guy that's only been in the country two years. The other ones had only been in the mainland for three months. And they talking to us about how we need to go out and keep fighting for this right because where they come from the guys from puerto rico were saying the married couple from there were saying dude they can still come in your house and you can't do anything to people mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do by law if you do something to them hey you can't have a gun really it's hard and then b if you do anything to them even pick up a bat and hit them you go to jail yeah it's mm-hmm. it's insane so it's crazy it's like and up here you guys and he's looking at me off camera he was like which American wants not to have that? I'm like, a lot of them. You'll be surprised. He's like, but but nobody with the AR-15 shot each other today in that in that building we were at. I said, I don't know. He's like, mm-hmm. so why? I said, only thing I want to tell you is this. Remember, you have voting power. Yep. So when you guys are using those voting powers, make sure that the person agrees with the fact you have a right to protect yourself. And we were walking out the building. And the guy said, no worry. I I will vote for the this uh, that the Second Amendment. And those are the people that we those are people that come here with more insight because of where they come from than the spoiled, privileged 
Americans that don't realize exactly how bad things can go for them. Yeah, we have a lot of us have no idea how how good we have it, me included. I'm sure I, I really don't fully understand how good I have it here. You don't you don't understand that until you lose it, until, you know, you go go to another country and see how yeah. that shit is. Yeah. In England, you don't have the, you don't have uh, free speech. That doesn't even exist in England. You yeah, know, England's always trying to tell America about stuff. The, the, the concept of free speech does not exist there. There definitely isn't a Second Amendment there. So, you know, that's England. That's supposed to be a civilized place. What the hell do you think is going on in third world countries? Yeah, and the yeah. only way to keep a reign over people in third world countries is to disarm them. Um, I have I had a cousin that was in the military and it, this is a stupid thing that he did. And I feel like he should be punished for it somehow. But he sold his his rifle to someone. And they were going to put him on the um, they were going to put him on the um, what is it? The shooting squad, the shooting squad, firing, so, squad. Fi- firing squad. Yeah, they were going to put him in front of a firing squad and uh, terminate him for selling his issued weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's you know, I think I'm not trying to excuse it at all because I think that's a terrible thing to do. Guyana, Guyana, up until not too long ago, had the had still hung people. <laughs> Look that up. You know, and they call themselves a democracy and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, man, about about your native land, Hank, that I didn't know before. And maybe I and everybody else knows, but I didn't know. I don't know. There were two. I don't know. There was a French one. And then I guess a regular one. Yeah, there's Suriname, which is French Guyana. I'm from Guyana, which is which basically my parents were born British citizens. And people in Guyana were were um, Guyana was a a. was under the British flag up until like a few years before I was born. And the, and the messed up thing about England is that my, we all went to England. So my dad, um, he got his master's degree from England, from Brunel. And my sister was born there. And when he got, when he finished getting that degree, they told us all we had to leave England. Right. <laughs> and they said, you know, you can, you, you have to go, you can leave your daughter. We'll put her in an orphanage, but you have to get the hell out. They told that to my parents who were born British citizens. Wow. Okay, but gave up their citizenships, obviously, when Guyana, you know, England went out there and convinced a lot of the colonies that they they took all this wealth from that they should be independent, you know, once they had what they needed. Yeah, we don't we don't want to pay for you anymore. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's how we wound up in Guyana (laughs) because my I mean, not Guyana. That's how we wound up in Nigeria, because my father refused to go back to Guyana. So, uh, yeah, I got one more one more point to make about that whole. 1776 revolution if they try to take guns things how many i'm well i'm gonna have to play the number game we know there are a lot of countries around the world that don't like us very much right imagine if we got into a place where we're infighting to that degree yeah you don't think they're going to take advantage of that oh they will every day man even china would be sitting there like yeah Go ahead. What's, yeah, what can we do to infiltrate right now? This this is a breadbasket. What we're sitting on in America is amazing. Mm-hmm. The physical land that we sit on, the ability to grow things, the uh, beauty of the land, you know, the diversity of, of the land, just the land alone, <laughs> you know, is amazing. And if we ever were to mess up, we would lose it in a heartbeat. Yep, licking our chops. I can yeah. see Kim Jong now like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, not, not just Kim Jong Un. I mean, look at look at uh, Russia, man. Oh, Russia yeah. is just a famine away from having what happened back when they killed all the everyone that was royalty. They killed their everyone that was related to them. They killed their servants. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know about that, right? 
Yeah. So, I mean, th- just one more, this one more starvation, one more famine. That's how close they are. Lots of places in the world. So what, what happens? What happens eventually when, uh, when we come to, to the point that we're going to come to in our history that we have another world war? I mean, I know I'm not trying to circle back to what's his name's crazy idea that we all go live on Mars. No, you got to stay right here and fight because Mars, right. I'm telling you something. You are not going to even freaking make it there in the freaking spaceship, you know? People are just going to space themselves, man, than, than to even go through what it takes to get there. If you think it was tough for the people who, you know, who came to America and, and you know, who landed on Plymouth Rock and all that, if you thought it was tough for them to come to America, if you thought it was tough for slaves to go through what it had, what it took to, to get here, man, that is nothing compared to traveling in the cold void of space. There's no island to get dropped on. <laughs> You know, you can't float on some debris out in the ocean and maybe wash up on a shore. You're just screwed. You're out in space. So to me, that's not that's not an option. You know, I'm not saying we shouldn't. I believe in space travel and all the things that come from it. But, yeah, it's crazy to think that. But, you know, people want to point us in this direction instead of saying, yeah, we'll just fight. You know, there's people out there whose options are like, yeah, we'll just leave and we'll leave those guys. There, we haven't we haven't come close enough to finding another inhabitable planet like this. So we have to be willing to fight for it. It's the same way I feel about Florida, man. Florida, you know, it's hot and it's humid here, but it's to me somewhat of a paradise. Think about the other places in America and how it is. It's either Florida or Southern California. <laughs> Which one do you want? Yeah. You know, it used to be Florida. Now Florida wants to be like California. So. Mm. It sucks. It sucks. Okay, uh, what other things do we have going on here? Are we going to show some? Start start we, winding down. It's nine o'clock. Yeah. Do we have Gorn? No well, Gorn. So, some All of right. us were some of us were late, babyface. Too yeah. too much talking. No Gorn. Yeah. No Gorn. Okay. I got a python and I got a I got a crank. That's about it. I got a python, but you probably don't want to see it. There's your pistol again. Yeah. So yeah, here's my pistol. I'm actually I was working on the video. Well, Is that a I'm personal gonna, build? Yes. And when I say I was working on it, one of my production assistants was working on it. That's basically what I mean. <laughs> and you, you, baby face, you should have been here working on this thing, man. You, I, I like it. Been, Starting next say, Monday. You've been taking it too easy. Starting next Monday. I will be there helping with it. Oh, okay. You got, you're in your final countdown. Yeah, this is my last week. Yeah. Are those guys throwing a party for you? Uh, I think I get to to say some speech on Friday, and that's it. Oh, can all the Big Daddy Guns people come over? Oh God! Babyface, you're going, you're going, you're going, you're making some transitions, everybody. You're not telling oh, us. You haven't heard yet? No, no, I don't think he has. Oh no. man, Kevin, it's been a while since we've been talking. Yeah, I got picked up by Big Daddy Guns. Oh well, congratulations! I know you were doing training out of there, but it's went even deeper than that. Yep, I am going to be a project manager for him. Oh well, congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to be in the office with Hank starting next Monday. Okay. Sweet. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, it's scary. Yeah. You got to be careful not to burn the place to the ground. It'll be too much trouble. <laughs> There's going to be no work getting done over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're looking forward to. So, so you're saying that the big daddy guns guys can't come to that party. Uh, I'm not sure that's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> In other words, no, <laughs> 
That's what you're saying. No, how much, somebody, much somebody wants to see the new HK. How much longer are we going to be on here? Do I have time to go? HK. Let's Wait, see you it. have a new HK? Yeah, we want to see it. Uh, I think we ran out of time. We ran out. We don't have time. for an HK, which kind of makes it a new HK. And I got I to gotta knock off HK. Yeah, you got to wait a minute. Hold on. I mean, I'll mean, mute. Who mentioned HK to Kevin? Who is it that mentioned HK to I'll him? Leave you with this, but while though, I'll be right back. Stefano Dog says HK's in space. What is he leaving <laughs> us with? <laughs> HK's in space. Okay, Lots of HK so, uh, hats. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that since he got his own hats, we got saved from the damn HK hats. <laughs> you know? So yeah, there's people there's people shouting for HKs. So, what were you? Do you want to tell the people what you were up to this weekend? Um, yeah, so I can uh, um, I can talk about that a little bit while Kevin gets his his stuff sorted out. Um, I actually finally have a video coming out this week. I'm probably going to work on it tonight. Um, get it get it sorted out. Whoa, we got Kevin. Oh, looks on, like he's, he got real short. Yeah, who? Oh, and a lot cuter. <laughs> hey, what's up? We can't see you. You got to sit up on the chair. Yeah, you're too short now. There you go. Oh, almost. You got to get up on the chair. Get up on the chair. There, there you is. go. Baby. What's up? What's up, Miss Dixie? Nothing. How was school today? Did you go to school? Yes. Oh, okay. How was it? Good. It's good. Okay. Say what's up to the people. Oh, you got your you got your beads. Got your beads on. Got HK hat on. Yeah, and the HK hat. <laughs> Does your dad know that you're messing around in front of the camera? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, he's not getting his chair back. Oh. She was she decided to be nice today. I'll finish I'll finish my train of thought as my clothes. So don't worry about it. As I'm closing. Yeah. Let's see this HK, Kevin. All right, so I got a knockoff HK first. So this is a uh, Donovan got a new gun. All right, so it's not I guess it's not a, it's a GSG five. Oh, okay. look at that! So he got a don't don't put it there, but give, give it to Daddy. Thank you. Go night night. Love you. Um, so he got the GS five. He shot this. He shot um he shot this at a rodeo shootout we went to uh, late fall. The kid fell in love with it. So funny story. He fell in love with it. It wasn't mine. So I caught one at the store and I bought it from him. This gun literally made him fall to his knees and start crying. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that much. Like he literally got on his knees and started crying when I brought this home. How is the backstock <laughs> pinned on? Is it the screw? It looks no, it's a push pin. Yeah, it's just got a push pin in it. Yeah. Somebody and it's actually got a little PDW stock that came with it, but it's broke. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Can't you make that retractable then? Or? Yeah, and it, it broke though, so I'm gonna get it. It's I picked this thing up for uh, I think I paid 200 bucks for this thing. Somebody, if Walter is listening, should uh, consider making a collapsible pistol stock for that, so you can chop that fake suppressor off. Yeah, you know that would be nice. Yeah, and that, that's the and I try to explain to this kid. I'm like, this is not real, man. Don't. Oh, he thought is that why one of the reasons like, because it's so quiet. He's yeah. like. Yeah, it is, Mike. No, it's not. It's a 22. <laughs> That's what you want to believe. So his, his friends came over, and I always let him show off his guns to his gunless friends. But their parents <laughs> and so he's like, it is. Look, it's got, a, it's got a can on it. Don't call it a suppressor. My dad calls them cans. But <laughs> it's not a can, dude. So he got that. And then the only other thing I got, because I don't know if I showed everybody this. So this is my uh, 
my everyday carry. This is my SK. And yes, internet freak out because guess what? I got to load it. It's loaded as it should be. Get over yourself. Uh, but this one, the cool thing about it is, is this guy. So this yeah. is the 15 in one magazine for the HKSK. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. What was it? What's the magazine that comes with it? What is uh, that? You get a 10 in Oh, 10. Okay. Whoa, that's a big, big upgrade. Yeah. So now they have the 13. Ah, trying to get this. They, have, they came out with the, the third, the, is it 12 and one or 13 and one? It might be 12 and one and a 15 and one. So they sent me this uh, 15 and one. So this little puppy has, uh, you know, Glock 19 capacity. That's nice. Cool. Yeah. So nice. in a very, very short package. Yeah. Very, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Baby face, you get to tell your story. And then All right. This yeah. Up. I'll start winding us down. Um, so this weekend I do have a video coming out that I'm going to work on today. Um, I took some friends of mine. We had a, a party here in Gainesville, a birthday party for a couple of us that were had February birthdays. Um, and as part of that, I took some friends who had never shot anything beyond a couple pistols to shoot machine guns. Oh. So yeah, we went straight for the big, not only that, we had two Daniel Defense M16s, the Chris Vector 45, and an M82 Barrett 50 cal. Um, so we crossed off a lot of bucket list guns for a lot of people. Yes. Um, and I did some video of it, just kind of off the cuff stuff. So I just got to throw it all together, added it all up. And um, some people want to see it. Yeah, sometime this week I'll have it up for people to watch. Okay. Uh, the reactions, as always, are priceless. If you've, never, if you've never shot a machine gun or taken somebody to shoot a machine gun, the face you get, the the it's it's called a giggle switch for a reason. Let's just say that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's we're gonna wrap it up here. I want to remind everyone of HankStrange.tv. That's our email list. Get on that. When we give away stuff, we're gonna do it through that. But also, that's how we keep in touch with you and let you know about a lot of cool stuff we have going on. We did do the soft launch of Big Daddy Unlimited, Kevin. I don't know if you heard about that. No, I know about um, the sign. I didn't know it was up. Yeah, it is up. But it's a soft launch because we're fixing some things. So I know like what has to happen now is when you go there and you sign up, someone has to go in there and turn it on. And we've got people working around the clock to go in there and turn it on. But, you know, that's um, you know, that's how it is. Right. There's there's a reason why it's like that because of map pricing. So if you understand how that works, like you actually have to be a member to see the prices there. But I know that folks have signed up and people are buying stuff. Babyface was looking through it. I don't know if you bought anything or not yet. I need yeah. to. There's so much in there. Yeah. But if you're interested in Big Daddy Unlimited, you can go to the description of this video. There is a link that you can go through to do that. Um, and it's $9.95 a month. And basically you get you get um, guns, accessories, knives, ammo, all that kind of stuff at wholesale prices, plus shipping. And there's like standard shipping rates, depending on uh, what category uh, you go into. So um, definitely go check that out. I think... Um, you know, and don't forget about HankStrange.tv. That's how we're going to do stuff. And we got like big giveaways coming up. Walter is going to give away 50. Like anything that I give away from now on, as long as I'm doing this, till they come put the handcuffs on me and drag me away, it's going to go through HankStrange.tv. So <laughs> I encourage everyone to sign up for that. I want to thank everyone. We reached like, I think we did like 430 uh, thumbs up or something yeah. like that. So yeah. thanks cool. to everyone out there. That was awesome. You know, that was awesome. And uh, thanks to Kevin for coming on. Kevin Dixie. I want to thank you for having me. Thank you. Diximus, for having me. Diximus Maximus. <laughs> um, that has to be a T-shirt, Kevin. You yeah. know. Okay. Well, you know what? We might have to get on that. Huh? 
do I, I have to do my Hank. I have to text Sam, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that one. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's good. It's 440, Lola says. 440 thumbs ups. Uh, thanks to Babyface for coming on, Babyface. Yeah, had a good night tonight. That's did you shave content. or something? You look very, I don't know. Did I shave? No. I, well, yeah, I did. I, I cleaned up my beard this week. Yeah, you look, yeah, look kind of cleaned up lately. <laughs> it's not as, as scraggly as it has. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. I'm not complaining. So thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have more stuff, guys. Keep fighting for the Second Amendment. Don't give up. Don't uh, fall into apathy. That's what they're hoping that we do, yes. that we give up. It's making us all tired. I guarantee you, everyone here, we're tired, but we have to keep doing this. We have to keep fighting. All right. Um, anything else that you guys want to say, Kevin? Um, I would just like to say in signing off, uh, guys, I uh, uh, appreciate the continued support. So if you don't know me, because I know there are a lot of people in here I haven't seen before, uh, you can uh, follow me on uh, Facebook at the business page, NOC Firearms Training, or you can uh, go to Katie of NOC. That's the one I prefer you go to. A lot of people keep going to Kevin Dixie. But if you can, please go to Katie of NOC. If not, go over to Kevin Dixie. Instagram at NOC Firearms Training. That's at NOC Firearms Training. The same thing for Twitter. Um for anyone who would like to help out with the mission of uh, Aiming for the Truth, um, if you don't know what that is, just Google, I mean, literally YouTube, Aiming for the Truth, and it'll come right up. Uh, always looking for support for that. So it's uh, GoFundMe.com slash Aiming for the Truth, as well as on Patreon, if you want to be supportive with families and things like that, that's NOC, I'm sorry, Patreon.com backslash NOC Firearms. Um, as far as activities and things coming up uh, for this week, I'm getting geared up. To for I'm gonna head down. I believe I'm gonna go ahead and head down to the USCCA show. So I'm just gonna hop on a road. It's a four-hour drive for me, I guess. So I I, I think I'll go um, and do the Knob Creek machine gun shoot while I'm down there. Um, I have this weekend coming up. Thanks to a uh, Zulu Shooters Club out of St. Louis. It's the first time somebody's ever thrown a charity event for me. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. Um, so we're doing a, a IDPA style shooting competition um, charity event uh, raising guns. So if anybody's in the St. Louis area, it's thirty-three dollars to shoot. Uh, you can just uh, hit me up on email or whatever, and I can get the link over to you. Uh, but you stand a chance to win a Glock 17 MOS. Um, also, an Enforce uh, WMLX light like Hank normally has on a Tavor running around. Um, so cool prizes. So I thought that was kind of cool. I'm really blessed that people think enough of me to actually do a charity event for me. So I cannot wait to Sunday and do that. Um, other than that, that is it. Yeah, absolutely. And when you when you mention Kevin on social media, make sure you put hashtag Diximus Maximus. Diximus Maximus. <laughs> he loves that. that yeah, I'll search you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're out of here, guys. Peace. Right, guys, peace.